0: What'd you say? <laughs> I said I'd have to offer up my bussy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't don't bleep the bussy.
0: <coughs> yeah, the bussy is Somebody the else hunt for me. Is that how you say it, bussy? I say yeah, bussy. bussy. I say bussy, but bussy,
2: bussy,
1: bussy. Yeah.
0: My dude fault. i i don't remember what episode i was listening to but somebody mentioned how you look like you're getting ready to start an isis video <laughs> because you have the
2: beard now and you have the tapestry behind you well i'm i'm middle eastern so the beard and everything makes sense when i, I was love a kid, it man well growing up as a kid in new york i have a last name that's very middle eastern um and after 9 11 happened people literally call me like diaper head and towel head and, Jesus, uh, <laughs> and now you know I'm kind of, I guess, growing into growing into my my heritage. But
0: <laughs> that, yeah. uh, yeah, man. I mean, it, it looks like you're you're rolling right into like the uh, outside of military life.
3: Yeah, pretty can, pretty
0: smoothly.
2: Yeah, I can get a nice little man bun going on and a ponytail sometimes. Beard's coming in well. Things are going great, man. Things are how long great. has it been? <sighs> may 26th i was on the retirement list
0: oh wow okay so it's been a been a been a trip yeah it's been a
2: couple months now um until i was on the medical retirement list and now everything is it's great
1: that's That's crazy it's that recent i i didn't even realize that it it was uh i I thought this was (laughs) this was something that happened a while ago
2: nope uh very very recent well not very recently i guess it's been june july august three months Three or four months?
0: Wow, I don't know why. For some reason, I thought May was like eight months ago.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, it's that that parent thing. It's that, uh, yeah. that
0: time warp. We have a two month yeah. old that feels like I've I've been somewhere oh, yeah. You've for had six your kid months. Now. Yeah. 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 We last, were just talking about it.
1: Yeah.
2: Last time we talked, uh, she was pregnant. She hadn't had to. Get, how was the birth? Is everybody happy, healthy?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So oh, she. Perfect. Well, it was. Uh, it was. It was fine for me. <laughs> um uh, other than you know me me being miserable that that I couldn't do anything but she uh she got induced a week early because the baby was measuring small um and they tried inducing her over the course of 4 days and it failed every single time like every step that they took um and i, I don't know for anybody listening who's ever had a spouse or they themselves been induced but it's not pleasant at all yeah. they do this they gave her a like an IV drip that was supposed to dilate her and it didn't. Um, and then they
1: did they have to do the uh, the catheter they dilation the, and yes the, they did the yeah, balloon. Oh, I, oh was, god, that was man. so hard
0: to watch, dude. She was like. Okay, we swear. I feel like we could talk about this here. Like it's, we know nobody's gonna. I don't think the uh, content
1: warning. We're about to talk about vaginas. Uh If you don't like talking (laughs) about vaginas, if that freaks you out, then you can just skip ahead.
0: Ten minutes. It's just gonna be ten minutes of vag talk. Um. Jesus. We're adults.
1: No, but Um, it's so fucking. It's like so like it looks so like violative. Like it's it's dude. You know she said it was the most. No, I'm sorry. No, they, they try to be gentle with it and like, like explain to you what they're going to do. And they, you know, and they, they, they're not like shitty about it, but it's just like, there's only so no. much you can do when they're like, you got like two people with, with like two fingers each in the birth canal and you know, they're, they're popping the placenta and they're like, you know, putting in the, the catheter, which if you don't know what a catheter dilation, um, you know, audience, uh. That's where they, they put a balloon up there, basically, uh, and, and manually tried to uh, dilate the, the, the cervix.
0: Yeah, and they did that, and she was like, it was the most painful thing I've ever experienced when they put it in, and then they inflated it, and it was worse. And I was like, I, I've never seen her like this, and I hope I never have to see her like that again. Um, so she had to have that in overnight. And then the next day, she was still only two centimeters dilated. It was supposed to dilate her to four centimeters. And they were like, well, we could do the Pitocin yeah. to put you into labor. But there's a chance we could still have to do a C-section. She was like, fuck it. Just do a C-section right now. Like, just, yeah. I don't even care. Well, just do I'll, it right I'll tell now.
1: you that, that we went down that route. We did the Pitocin and all the manual dilation and all this stuff. And we were at 41 weeks. And, uh, and, they, and they still had to do an emergency C-section because the, the little guy's uh, heart was decelerating with every contraction.
0: Oh, Wow. Mitch just had a baby, like, like a little while ago. Oh, but. yeah, how was
2: that? It's her, it's her year birthday coming up in Holy a couple crap. weeks. Yeah, That's dude, when boy. you said, like, how rough they are with things, like, you just don't expect it. Like, when they popped the placenta, I remember they just literally, they put, like, this metal rod in there. And they were just like, oh, F-. God. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, but, like, I know. Holy like, shit. <laughs> they're, like, medical <laughs> professionals. Like, I know what they're doing. But like, It's a medical see? professional yeah, yeah. rod. Yeah, what but like, it, oh, it's wild.
1: With ours, they had it was a a special glove that had a a pointy tip on two of the fingers,
0: like a Freddy Krueger glove.
1: Yeah, no, 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 no. Like, 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 just just at the tip of these two fingers on the glove, there was like a if you can imagine, just like a tiny little sharp triangle on each one, so they Jeez. could kind of just glide it up there and just. It's weird.
0: Oh, man, no, nothing like three guys talking about the miseries of childbirth.
1: Oh, I know. What a, what an important and unheard perspective.
2: I
0: mean <laughs> hey,
2: my wife is a fucking trooper. I love her to death oh, for yeah. what she did. It's incredible.
0: Yeah. It's fucking nuts, man. I uh yeah, so that, that, that worked out. Um she went <laughs> in
1: the- <laughs> it all it all was fine in the end. It's just it's always gnarly when you're going through it
0: yeah she uh they would they they did a c-section the day after um everything went smoothly baby came out crying all that fun stuff um i was i i really wanted to look like i know you're not supposed to but uh i guess who when says do you're an, not supposed to look well i guess when they do an emergency c-section the curtain isn't as big because it's like oh we gotta go like put a curtain up but this curtain was massive. It was like a stage curtain. Like you cannot get around this thing while providing support to your wife at the same time. So I didn't look. I Part of me was like, I've seen really gross things before. But part of me was like, well, if I have the opportunity to see my wife's guts all out. Like that's. Yeah. But. I looked. Know. Did you? Did you I regret watched.
2: it? No, not at all. Um, I definitely. So my mother in law was there. And I don't think she was prepared to see the amount of blood that came out after oh yeah um cuz it cuz you know when the placenta like comes off like it's ripping blood vessels and yeah. that's why they got to put like the pressure on the abdomen and go in and maybe do something or whatever and the amount of blood that came out like i had to tell the mother-in-law i'm like you should probably turn around cuz i just started watching it come out and i was like yeah that's a lot of blood but like i don't know maybe like, the soldier in me was like, yeah, that's a lot of blood, but that's not, like, a life-threatening amount of blood, so, like, we're okay. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah, it just looks bad.
2: <laughs> it, it looks a lot worse than it actually is. Um, but the, my mother-in-law was definitely, uh...
0: Not feeling it.
2: Yeah. And I don't blame her, you know.
0: No, thank, of course not. Yeah. Thank
2: God. You know, I don't think it's... Uh, maybe, I don't know, actually. Is it normal if, like, the dad is there when, like, his daughter gives birth? Like not in the I waiting room, like in the room. Like I don't. I've think heard about
0: it, but I, to me, I feel like it'd be weird. Like, I wouldn't want to see my daughter
2: give birth. Not because I'm like, oh, that's my daughter, gross. Like I don't want to see my daughter in pain, like ever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Never,
0: I wouldn't ever. want to see my wife like that again. Well, my wife was she didn't feel anything, but she was scared, you know. And like that I think was
1: that's that would kind of come down to the to the individual kind of like values and norms of the family, right? I, yeah, I, I'm for sure, sure there's there's plenty of places where, like, nobody would bat an eye at that. But, but you know, yeah. here, I, I guess, I mean, I guess the easy answer to that is ask your daughter, you know? like
2: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the easy answer. I just feel like as a, like, if she asked me to, like, 100% I'm in there. Like, I'll set aside whatever feelings I have. But, like, man, like, I look at her now and I'm like, I never, ever want to see you in pain.
1: Yeah, especially okay. when you're, like, powerless to do anything. Because it's one thing, it's like if they're in pain and then you can like help them, you're like, great, I did that. But then when they're in pain and there's like nothing, you just have to like, like you have to suck it up and watch.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you got to push this fucking baby out of you and it's going to suck. I'm sorry. But yeah, I can't
0: imagine, you know, like now when she's crying and like a complete over like I, I have to, I joke with her now because she'll go from like totally silent to like absolute explosion of crying and tears i'm like okay you're overreacting a little like come on like life's not that bad yet but like they don't have a spectrum of emotions yet i feel bad when yeah, she's yeah, crying now because
1: that's like anything bad that happens is the worst thing that's ever happened to her
0: yeah you know? this is the worst so, thing i've ever experienced in yeah, my like, whole you know, life
1: <laughs> so you, you gotta be you gotta be i know i know you're joking but but when when you know as she gets older you really do gotta be sort of gentle with those feelings because it's like yeah. yeah it may seem stupid to you but well, it's like you know
2: it's i say because
0: she can't understand english yeah like sure. she doesn't know <laughs> what i'm saying you well, know yeah, like and when, that's
2: how they communicate they cry you know exactly. it's not like they're trying to be like annoying to you or an inconvenience to you it's like i don't know how to communicate but i know how to do this thing and when i do this thing there's a response yeah, yeah.
1: oh so, man like, it used to irritate the shit out of me mate I gotta. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I've when talked about my. When your baby cried? No, 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 no. My my <laughs> I was my oldest. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. My oldest sister. Um, I don't know if I've talked about her at all. The uh, the the um uh recovering addict. Uh, she would say, you know she'd be like, oh my, my son is so fussy, the baby's so fussy right now, he's so fussy. And I, you know, I would look at what the baby was doing, and he was just like. You know, just fucking communicating. It was just uh, Be like, he's hungry, he's got, you know, pee in his diaper, you know, this, that, the other thing. It was just... It's basically just like something's wrong and, and he needs some input. And I'm like, that's not... That's not fussing. That's just normal... That's just the baby talking to you. You know, what do you... I don't know. Some people yeah. just can't handle it. Well, yeah.
2: from my experience, and I have a theory behind it, um, which I'll get to after, but when I told people at work when I was in the military, like, oh yeah, I'm having a kid. Every single person was like, oh, it's about to be like so difficult. Like, you know, things are going to be so hard. Things are going to change. It's really going to test your marriage. It's going to do all these like bad things. And it like scared me like a little bit, but now that I've done it for like a year, like maybe it's just me and I have the easiest daughter in the world, but like I have, I can't think of a time where I was like, frustrated with my daughter or like angry or like annoyed, like to me, it's been like the easiest and most like welcoming thing in my life. Like it's it strengthened, um, my already strong marriage with my wife. Like it's only been like a, like a positive. And my theory behind it is that people in the military will end up marrying somebody that they're not like actually in love with. They just marry like oh, benefits yeah. or maybe they just, you know, they kind of care about that person or they marry really young and then they grow apart. I'm very, very fortunate where I married very, very young and we only grew to be more together. Um, But I I think a lot of people just weren't happy in the relationship. And when you introduce a kid to that, like it can just, then you can get annoyed with things. And I think that's just tragic because when things are good and like you're with somebody you love and you have a kid, at least in my experience, like it is awesome. Like in, 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 in almost a year now of her being alive, like can't think of a single time where I was like, man, like I'm annoyed. Like even when she's crying, like I can't figure it out. I'm never like, man, like I'm really annoyed. Like I have to like set her down and like leave there. I've never had that moment. It's always been like this, just you know, I don't know. It's just always a net positive for me. And I'm so grateful and happy.
0: I think perspective is big there. And you know, like for me at least, and i i would say generally speaking i've felt the same way but in the moment there have been some times where and this doesn't you know andrew knows that we've we've talked about this i struggled a bit in the beginning of like trying to connect with the with with my daughter like just immediately you know like i didn't have that influx of emotion that you know everybody said you were going to have like yeah this was this was like you're gonna be in love with this thing that that shows up and, and like I you look like you're about to say something I'm like watching your mouth I'm like no I think... I'm sorry I'm sorry I just don't want to interrupt you <laughs> no 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 you're you're good man you're good um and I I've grown so much since then like almost to the point where um I I like I think I was telling Andrew like I got. I was having a really rough week and I drank a lot one night, like with the, the blessings of my wife. My wife was like, you deserve it. Go, you know, have a couple, have a couple. I got the baby and I, we got Chinese food and I order. I got a fortune cookie and the fortune cookie actually like this. I've never been caught off guard by a fucking fortune cookie before, but it said, oh, um, you're, you're, uh, what did it say? It was, it's in her like photo album now, but it was like, um, your your best friend was once a stranger. Oh,
1: yeah. there and you I go.
0: was like, there I you saw it, dude, and I walked over to my wife. I started bawling my eyes out. I was like, I cannot fucking. <laughs> oh like, my god! It was like talking about perspective, and I I since then I I've looked at things in a different light, you know, like because at that time I was taking care of the baby for my wife. I wasn't doing things for the baby for the baby. I I was changing the diaper to give my wife a break. I was feeding the baby to give my wife a break. I wasn't it wasn't like doing this for my daughter. It was it was doing it to help my wife. And now I see it um you know 2 months later um as like I want her to feel better. I want I want the baby to feel better. And I and I want her to be happy and she's smiling now and she's like actually showing those those kind of things so it's like you're sucked in, but, uh, I I love that when they
1: start showing that like personality and like responding to your input, but for a while
0: there, no, 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 I was just, I was just going to say for a a while there, like I, I was, I was getting annoyed, you know, I was getting, and it, it, it didn't mean I didn't love her, but it was like, it was hard to put my, like take myself out of the moment and like realize the, the bigger picture and, and, um, that, that little bit of, stupid perspective that you get that I got from a fortune cookie that I randomly opened, uh, gave it to me.
2: I, th- I think that's very normal though, especially for, especially for guys where they feel guilty where it's like, you know, cause like you talked about everybody, um, you know, it's like, Oh my gosh, like you, you, you hold your kid for the first time and it like changes your life. And for me, like I held my daughter and I looked at her and I'm like, Yeah, cool. Like it didn't hit me yet, but then it did, it took some time. And I remember very distinctly, it was the first time she smiled with me where I felt like a legit connection. And I'm like, okay, this is like, it, like it, it didn't hit me because when they're that little, you know, they're a human being, don't get me wrong, but like human beings as we know them and what we're used to, it's like, oh, we can have like, we can interact, we can engage, we can communicate. Right. And like a little a little infant baby that's like two month two weeks old, like they don't really interact. They You don't get feedback. Yeah, exactly. So once you get that feedback, like that's when it hit me. I'll never forget it. Like she looked at me and she just smiled. And I was like, That's when it hit me and I'm like, Holy fuck, I love this kid. Like I loved them before, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm not saying like I didn't love my daughter until that happened, but like that moment.
1: I hate that you have to qualify it like that. You know, I, I hate that it's like there's this societal pressure to speak a very particular way about your kids, and if you feel like you're straying from that, you have to be like, "No, no, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I didn't love my kid." You know, and it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like why can't you just say like, "I felt like a fucking robot for two months." You know, a I soulless- felt like. I felt, yeah, just, I felt like a machine whose only purpose was to was to sustain the life of this of this little organism that has no awareness of its surroundings, you know. And it's like you, you can't say that people look at you like you got three heads, you know. And that that doesn't mean that I don't love this kid, but you shouldn't have to explain that because it's you know it's it's just I feel like so many people go through this experience and they just don't they they don't want to even acknowledge it. And when I talk about it too, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll like, I'm not even trying to like complain, but I'll just be like, you know, yeah, the, the, the first couple of months was hard. You know, it was the, the height of the pandemic. We had no help because we were socially isolated. Um, you know, postpartum depression, lack of sleep, all this stuff, you know, it was hard and they're like, well, but he's okay now. Everything's fine now. And the baby's healthy. I'm like, yeah, of course. Of course he is, and of course I'm glad that that's the case. But that's not, that's not where I was going with this conversation. And people just don't—I don't, don't know—I I, I get I get fired up about it because people just don't—they they don't want to hear it, even when you do like try to make yourself vulnerable.
0: Yeah, I think it makes people uncomfortable, and and it's like yeah. when somebody is like, "Hey, how's it going?" And like they don't actually want to know how it's going; they just want you to say good and move on. And you know, like people ask you how's the baby going they want you to say good that's it like yeah. <laughs> they don't want you to actually talk about the things you're struggling with and the things that the baby's struggling with and like the new things that you guys are doing and and unless it's it's rare and i i'll be i'll actually say that you know I, with my friend group i i have a bunch of friends who've had babies in like the last year and a half or so they're like genuinely interested because we're close and like we we see each other often but like for the most part People, people aren't used to talking about stuff like that, and people don't expect to talk about things like that. And, and I think a lot of people are caught off guard when you when you start opening up and being vulnerable with them about that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, well, it's, it's just one of those things where I hate to like do the cliche, but it's like you don't really understand it until you go through it yourself. Um, yeah. It's, more, it, it, in, it, it's weird. It's weird when you try and, like, imagine your life now without, like, before that kid and, like, where you would be now if, like, that, that, that kid didn't exist, that child didn't exist. And I think you do, whether you realize it or not, I realized it, like, a month or a month, two months ago, how much I have changed as a person since having that kid. But it does change you, and you do really have to uh, be honest with, your, with yourself, reflect, and allow yourself to be vulnerable. I think that's important as a parent just in general to be vulnerable and, you know, maybe my daughter isn't learning or picking up on too many, like, emotional behaviors for me, but I do – I want her to always know that it's okay to be vulnerable.
0: Yeah, for sure. If she can pick that up at a year old, then you're way out of the curve. No. I don't don't think she is, but who knows? I I, I
1: think – and I was was telling Jordan this, or maybe I I told both of you guys this. I I don't remember. Uh, time is difficult. Um, but they, they pick up on a lot more. They pick up on a lot more than you think. I am constantly surprised. He's, he's going to be two. Mine's going to be two in September. And I am constantly surprised. Um, you know, from the time that he was like six months old, how much he like responds to and, and absorbs, uh, just from like the way that I talk, the way that I act, my facial expressions, um, you know, my routine. Uh, and he, he's always, like showing, he's always giving me these little like signs um, that that he's like remembering things, uh, and, and it, it it freaks me out, man. Because it's you know I still curse. There's all these bad habits I have that I was like, you know, oh I, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on this before he's he's old enough to to be messed up by it. And now I'm like, oh that's now. That's <laughs> I have to fix this right now.
2: One of the biggest things that I've noticed that my daughter helped me um, notice about myself. I realized I was playing way too many video games because my daughter would always go for the Xbox controller Even when like the Xbox wasn't on like that was just something she always wanted And i'm like, why does she always want this Xbox controller? And I thought about it and i'm like I wonder I wonder if I just stopped playing video games for like a week if she would go for that controller And I stopped and she never went for it again. And i'm like, oh because she saw me with it all the time yeah and yeah she's mimicking you yeah she wanted it and i'm like fuck well this is like great feedback <laughs> and i'm like yeah, yeah. I, need to, I need to i need to chill out with the video game simple as that like awesome um i didn't realize that like, like you said there's so many little things you don't realize that they're picking up on and then they'll do things like that and you're like you just learn i don't know it's like a that that's a thing about kids that i that i really really love and appreciate Especially when they start talking, they don't have a filter. They don't give a fuck.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they'll, they'll yeah. just
2: say they'll just say and do whatever they feel is pure and honest. Like if I ask my wife, like, "Hey, am I playing too much video games?" You know, maybe. Oh, well, me and my wife have very open, honest communication in our relationship. But maybe a couple of years ago, a, she hypoth- would, a
1: hypothetical wife who's yeah. not as open.
2: You know, it would have been like maybe dance around the subject a little bit, which I admit, and early in our marriage, that's how we operated because we were both very young. We didn't want to make each other angry or disappointed. And she would have danced around it. Um, You're like, oh, no, it's all right. Like, you play a little bit. We hang out. It's okay. As opposed to now, like, I have a little girl who is like, yeah, yeah, I'm letting you know you play so much video games that I want to do it. Like, I want that thing in my hand, and I I recognize it, and I have that – that object permanence with this object because it's always in your hands, so little things like that are just so. I appreciate it because it makes you be honest with yourself, because um, they're honest with
1: you, and I don't
2: yeah, think yeah
0: for sure yeah yeah that's great definitely. Um, on the important topic, what video games were you playing?
2: Um, I'm a big. I have a couple that I go through phases with. Um, FIFA, Football Manager, and Warzone. Lately, it's been more um, Football Manager because it's... Um, are you guys familiar
1: with Football Manager at all? I can't say that I I mean, am. I, I know it's a game.
2: Okay, so it's basically... I don't want to say it's more than a game because everybody says that, but it is more than a game in the sense that legit scouts and coaches will use football manager to look at other players and how they, how they react like in, in real life and what they oh, look like. So it's it's
1: like a SIM. It's like a, it's like a management yeah. SIM. Yeah. But they're, it's, and they're uh, probably using real performance exactly. uh, like metric. Yeah, okay.
2: And it is so incredibly detailed and well done. And it's like, it's not open source contribution, but um like scouts and coaches can like request with the development team like hey like he i will give you all of like my scouting reports on this one player you guys compile them and they really know what they're doing it's incredible it's so so in depth and that's kind of the business that i'm um that i'm into now that i'm out of the military even more so than before so i use it as a as a tool and also because it's incredibly fun. I'm not going to lie and be like, yeah, like, uh, you know, I'm just doing it for work purposes. It's also incredibly fun and addicting, but there's a dual purpose behind it. And that's, that's kind of what a lot of my video game time goes towards.
0: Well, I was going to say, it's probably, it's got to help you with work also though, because it's something that you're, you're able to Incredible. stay focused on. And, and
2: It is, it sounds crazy, but it is the most useful tool for looking at potential players, and they have, it is so, in, like, they have nine leagues in England. Like, it, so you have, like, the top league, which is a Premier League, you have the Championship, you have the League 1, League 2, but they go all the way down to, like, pub leagues, where it's, like, local travel teams almost, and they have in-depth pictures of players, analysis of players, skills of players, height, weight, all of these things. It is such an incredible tool. Um, I love it.
0: That's and it's, nice. It's a great nuts. game,
2: too. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's it's awesome in every aspect.
1: That's crazy, man. Do they, and, and I, I assume that this is, like, you know, um, with everybody's consent. It's not like they're cyber-stalking, uh, <laughs> you know, like casual players and, and just, like, sliding them into the game.
2: Well, that's actually a really good question. So when you sign a pro contract, you are essentially signing away – certain rights to your likeness but when you get down to those levels i don't know how that works so i don't i don't know that is a good question though and it's something that i hadn't considered because they do have like minors because in in the professional soccer world like depending on what country you're in but some countries at age like 12 you can sign a pro contract worth hundreds of hundreds of thousands of dollars um i don't know how that works it's huge money, um, tons of money. There's been life-changing money in little kids, um, you know, lives around the world. I had a, I had a kid um, that I was working with for a while who signed a pro contract at 14 years old for hundred twenty thousand dollars. Jesus Christ! Shit! Like life-changing money for that that kid and his family. Um, great kid. He was a immigrant from Cuba. Um, great kid. I'm very happy that they were able to get that done for him. But no, in terms of like like you said, like Permission to use their likeness I don't know I don't know I couldn't tell you but that is something to it's look into
1: Maybe We'll maybe get a, it we'll get a correction it. on that Somebody somebody will send us a message about it or something
0: This episode is brought to you by Football Manager <laughs> <laughs> Yeah We haven't done anti-sponsorship Like ads in a while We used to like yeah, in, we, in, the, in the first like three episodes We'd be like this episode is not sponsored by Yeah And we'd do like a gripe that we had with some company or whatever, and just I don't know just a way for us to secure no advertisements whatsoever, <laughs> essentially, but it was like Winnebago and uh, yeah it it the was shoes. just
1: it was it was one of those things where it was like I wanted it to be like a regular gag, but then it's like once once we had like the the first few out of the way like i I felt like I was like straining to come up with like you know, funny ideas or whatever. And I, I feel Be like if, funny, it's not, funny
0: man. Yeah, if it's not <laughs> organic,
1: it's like not funny, you know? And yeah. so I was just like, I'd rather not do it than ha- do something stupid that everybody hates. You know, yeah. we, we just had this conversation the other day where it was like,
2: we're so because we've we've talked to folks who have like sponsorship deals and we ask them about it. And it's like, how does this work for you? And they're like, oh, they give you this long script. You have to mention certain things. You can't mention other things. You can disclose certain things. And I'm like, Yuck, dude, and I'm like, that's fucking gross. All of our sponsors just say, hey, we like how you do it. Just talk about it however you want. It can be 10 seconds. It can be a minute. We like how you guys do it. And I'm like, fuck, I didn't realize how how awesome
1: Good you had it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's nice.
2: Oh, it's great. I'm so incredibly grateful for the people that we've worked with. They've all been incredible, and it's very nice to not be micromanaged.
0: So. For those of you who don't know, we're talking to Mitch from the Seaburn. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably about <laughs> time to introduce the guest. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: From the Art and War podcast and also the Seaburn Art Instagram page. Um, <laughs> we're we're only 46 minutes in. Well, I think you joined uh, 15 minutes after we started, but... Um, who's counting yeah who's counting this is what happens when we're just uh three guys just just chilling just talking about their kids crazy guys he's my he's my he's my bro he's my oh jesus fuck that up (laughs) (laughs) anyways he's uh, my good time boy (laughs) um anyway yeah so you guys um your podcast is like it's they, funny we it's had BR deal. and uh, Nathan on, and I feel like we didn't talk about the podcast at all. We just talked about like everything else. Um, oh,
2: you, know, you don't have to talk about the podcast. That's
0: that's, did, that's We okay. just, yeah.
1: We we did uh, we did um, when we got to user questions. There were some people that wanted to talk about the podcast. Um, yeah, no, there, some, had, there were some, some spicy questions, and yeah, a good way uh, or a bad way. Both. I, I mean, I yeah, I don't know. There were I think, there were some. I think I think they made a good case for themselves I I think that hopefully yeah, they
0: did a good job representing the, the podcast yeah. I think
2: I hope so I feel <laughs> like... like
0: the thing is like we, we went into this liking you guys and like we weren't gonna not like you guys after it so it it's I, I know like listening to your podcast that some things you guys say will rub some people the wrong way and but that's just like the nature of it you know you have freedom of speech and, and like sharing ideas you're gonna piss some people off and and it's just the way that it is sometimes, but um, you guys are, wh- how many views, how many downloads do you guys have now since um, the last time you checked?
2: We're nearing a million.
0: That's insane.
1: That's a sweet number, dude.
2: <sighs> it blows my mind every time. Um, I'm incredibly grateful. I think, I don't want to discredit ourselves and say like we've just been, um you know like floundering and like figured it out because they're always we we have a very good team we all have our individual roles we don't step on each other's toes and we all contribute something incredibly valuable to the overall arching you know growth of what we do and the point of what we do the brand yeah the brand um so it, it is very it, it helps that we're all friends But one mistake that I made in soccer was hiring people that I liked just because I liked them. Um, And they didn't really offer anything except for, you know, they complimented the things that I was already good at. So I learned early on that, like, it's good to have people around you who do something that you're bad at, but are also like your friends. Um, And we all do something that each of us are bad at. But we're also friends, So it you know, it it all helps and we all we all help each other out and we've all contributed to it and I'm really proud of the work that we've all managed to put in to get to where we're at and hopefully we keep going.
0: That's awesome, man. That's yeah, right. I think you guys do a great job and, and it's uh I'm not just shamelessly jerking you off here. I, I that's you guys are like one of the only podcasts that I listen to. So it's, Well I appreciate uh,
2: that. I'm a fan of what you guys do. I've been oh, um, shit. Uh, I know, um, it's been two years or so since we haven't, we didn't really talk two years ago, I don't think, but I remember stumbling across you guys maybe a year and a half, two years ago, maybe I don't, I don't like two
0: years since we, we were like a thing, but it was to be, uh, to be
1: clear. Um, I'm only on the podcast, everything you see on the page, everything you see on the website, that's Jordan.
2: Yeah, I I remember discovering Andrew's a
0: big help, like emotionally, though. Yeah, I gas him up. Hey, he does.
2: Hey, we all got our roles, and there's nothing wrong with anybody's roles at all. We all got (laughs) different roles and responsibilities. Whatever makes it work, makes it work. But, um, I, uh,
0: no, thanks, man.
2: Yeah, I've been a big fan for a while. I've always loved the message that you guys were pushing. Um, no, yeah, I've been a big fan.
0: That's cool, man. We Dang. actually had a uh, like I I'm going to go ahead and do this because there's no other natural way to do it. Last time uh, when we had Nathan and uh and and BR on, it was like we had great conversation and then it was like on to the viewer questions. Um no, somebody no, actually, I like hard
2: questions. Hard no, no, questions no it's a good, good question.
0: It's not even a hard question. It's a okay. it's a good question that just matches up nicely with uh with your kind words there. Um so let me give the guy's name real quick. <laughs> His Instagram name is cops can't read. <laughs> <laughs> he asked, um, how do you, and you could either ask, answer this for like from yourself or the page as a whole, but I'm, I'm assuming since you're here, it's your page as a whole. But, um, how seeing as how we are kind of like a left leaning, I would say like center left, uh, gun page, how do you perceive left-wing gun groups uh, in general if at all and um, do you think they're doing good things or is like regardless of whether you agree with their politics or not but like how do you how do you see them in the grand scheme of things i, think I, I, that, I Oh, go ahead
1: Oh, I was just gonna say clarify I assume he's talking about left-wing groups like uh, John Brown gun club or SRA or something like that right yeah yeah exactly
2: Um. You know, I can confi—I com- can confidently say this without knowing who these groups are. I think it's awesome. Um, I think anybody left, right, center, up, down, um, expressing, you know, their rights to have a firearm, it's great, even if they, you know, you know especially if they disagree with me politically. And, um, no, I think it's awesome. I mean, I married somebody who's on the left, um, and I love her to death. You know, it doesn't doesn't, uh, you know, I don't I don't hate anybody on any side. I don't hate anybody for their politics. You mean politics. you
0: exist together?
2: Yeah. No, we exist. We love each other. Our marriage is incredibly strong. Um, we have debates you know, all the time. And that's kind of what I appreciate about being so close with somebody like that. She can keep me honest and um, express to me different ideas. She's definitely made me a more empathetic person as well. Um, and, you know, we're able to could contribute ideas and debate everything and hold it up to criticism in a very respectful way. Um, so yeah, anybody on the left—I mean, I don't—I don't care. You're doing stuff with guns; that's great. As long as you're not out murdering people, you know, <laughs> and that's on any side. Yeah, like, that's, I think, that's
1: typically the line, right? That's yeah, the line—the <laughs> hard line.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I'm kind of a pacifist, but in terms of like gun stuff, anybody on any side, any beliefs, any—literally anyone—if you're doing stuff with guns incredible if you're spreading the message about how important it is to have firearms incredible um, I don't care which politics are I don't care if you agree with me disagree with me I don't even know what my politics are I know everybody's like ah, oh, courage centrist but
0: you know <laughs> All right. welcome to the club that,
1: definitely not the worst thing that uh, that I've heard CB, CBRN uh, or Art and War get called <clears throat> <laughs>
2: yeah yeah no, <laughs> I, it's really funny you bring this up um, the other night I don't know why. I'm I'm rarely on Reddit, but every so often I'll get a notification from, like, a Reddit. Uh, I don't even know what it is. Like, it'll be, like, a, a highlight or something. And I got one from a page I've never been to. It was, like, socialist something. And they were asking about our podcast. So I'm like, this is cool. This is interesting. And I watched um, the person who posted it was like, Hey, curious your guys thoughts on like the Seaburn art or art and War podcast. I've listened to it and I'm not mad about it. And and I understand their criticism of it too. They're like some of the language they use. I definitely disagree with, but as a whole, like, I don't, I don't really mind. And I'm like, Oh, like, I appreciate that. Like that's an, that's an honest like assessment. You can disagree with us on some things. Not like that's, that's dope. I love when people disagree because it's important to have those conversations. I want I want my beliefs to hold up to scrutiny. Um, yeah, for sure. And then I saw some of a, and me specifically, and then the comments. yeah. And then I mean, not all of them. I'm not gonna generalize, but there were some that kind of made me laugh. Where they're like, "Oh, he's a fascist chud," and I'm like, "Oh, well, I'm not." But, eh, but okay, I mean, yeah. Like, well, well. but then other people like in that group were like, "No, he's definitely not a fascist chud." But he, did. I think they called me. What did they call me? Uh uh something capitalist um and cap
0: anarcho-capitalist yeah
2: and i'm like i don't know i like i don't i know what these things are like generally but i don't know if i fall into that or not maybe i do but no i thought it was really cool um how open and honest and not just i mean some people are just gonna you know have negative things to say and that's on any side really yeah, for sure. But, no, I I appreciated how, even though, like, I see, like, socialist thing, I'm like, uh, like, I'm um, not, you know, I, I know enough about socialism to, like, kind of disagree with it. But I appreciated the the honesty and the willingness to at least give it a chance and to not just automatically label for the most part. I, I appreciated that.
1: So well, that's so nice. That's not where I thought that story was going.
2: No, I appreciated it.
1: I, I like being held up to scrutiny, and
2: I always appreciate the honest chance and the honest, uh, you know, as opposed to just labeling somebody something for whatever reason.
0: That's yeah. cool. Yeah, man. The, yeah. the discourse is nice. Like, the discourse within the group is 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 nice to see that, uh, you know, it's not just, like, you getting thrown to the wolves and, and not having a chance for people to defend you at all or anything like that. But No, um, it was
2: really cool to see, and it surprised me in a good way. It was really nice. I appreciated everybody... In that Discord, even the people that called me a chud or whatever—that's
0: cool, nice, man. Yeah. I that it, I, its funny. I love that.
1: I love that that word. I love that insult.
0: A I chud. didn't know that word until I started this Instagram. I, I still chud. don't understand it. To be yeah, honest. yeah. and crypto fascist, uh, which we've talked my, about in the past.
1: <laughs> my yeah, well, I mean, it's just like any other fucking insult. Soy boy, chud, you know, cuck, like whatever. You know, boy. it's like okay, guys. You know, <laughs> thanks. Best I can figure, there, there was a movie called Chud, and it stood for Cannibalistic yes. Humanoid Underground Dweller. I think that's where they got it. I don't have any proof of that. I don't have anything to base that I mean, on. Were, other than so
0: that's what you are, man. They were calling
1: me a cannibal.
0: Underground a, cannibalistic dweller. Cannibalistic
1: humanoid. Oh,
2: underground Jeez. dweller. <laughs> if that's what actually would it mean? I thought it meant something like.
0: It is. It like is. I it's hated
2: like like gay people or something i don't know
0: there so i have the, no idea just that, that i've gotten exists. from it is that it's not necessarily like you are a homophobe or anything like that but it's it's generally speaking kind of like uh um, angry right winger or or like kind of fuddy kind of like uh yeah like leaning right kind of Taggy. like ta- yeah, hmm. tacky <laughs> 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 yeah um it's it's not like it it's kind of like um oh man what's what's the what's what's like a equivalent for the left um not it wouldn't be like snowflake or anything like that it's like
2: Liptard it, or something
0: not even that bad i in in well, my experience yeah. like it's it's kind of like uh it's not as bad as calling somebody a fascist it's 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 maybe like soy boy you know? It's like soy this boy? dude
1: is crude unrefined and, and not left, has left conservative left beliefs
0: not yeah. something like that or i don't know but yeah, I don't know. I'm still learning, and uh, I I appreciate everybody uh, educating me and us, uh, you know, throughout the the uh, annals of history of the a better way yeah. to a podcast and. Instagram and I, de- I definitely but,
1: use it too. I call people chuds. You know, I don't I don't fully understand the term, but I still use it. You know, just blindly.
2: So, so okay, so who is somebody that you would call a chud? Like why? Like, oh, like I'm just what so off the I top of my head, I have
1: no idea. No, nope. <laughs> I don't know I just random C-Burn people I meet on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, I don't know any. I don't know any chuds personally. I'll tell you that much. I weed them out before before they ever reveal themselves. I suppose. It's hard.
2: It's hard when you try. Because even 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 I'll come across people who I'm genuinely interested to talk to. And then I'll talk to them and then I'll still be fine. And then like a couple months later, I'll see them like post something or talk about something. And I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? (laughs) Ouch. I'm like, I, I don't know. I
0: get sucked into those holes with people who I think are cool. And then they post some like weird shit about Jews. Like (laughs) 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 it goes far right. Like hardcore. I'm like, it, it, oh, no. No, I, I got called out. Somebody somebody messaged me on the page and was like, "Why would you share this from this page?" It was a meme about like the IRS agents showing up uh, in force, and it was uh, the droids from uh, like Attack of the Clones. Um, and I and I clicked the page, and the page was like some hardcore like conspiracy theorist page that I had just shared oh, this God. meme from because I thought the meme was funny, and somebody was screen like, "Screen capped it and cropped it, dude." I don't. I. That's it's way too, too much, much effort. Work. Too much. Yeah, work. that's too much effort. If I think it's funny. I share the. I share the funny. Okay. Uh, maybe I should do some more diligence. Do do my due diligence. Um, no, you
3: can't.
2: Don't hold yourself to that. Like, I tried for a while, and especially when your job is to have conversations with people, like you can't completely vet everybody and. I think most people are understanding of that but there's a loud minority that gets really upset about it. yes
0: and that's the important distinction is that it is a minority and and in the beginning of the page I paid attention to people like that way too much and I gave them like too much of the time of day and you know I would say something and I'd have tons of people who didn't say anything who gave me the benefit of the doubt and then one person two people who would come out and say something and made me feel like absolute shit for like yeah, using the proper improper terminology or, or just like I don't know being uncouth or something like that. And that and that really
1: that really tickles your rejection dysphoria. You know, your fucking don't like. even
0: get me started. <laughs>
2: well, the Jew thing is such a real thing, and it always oh surprises people because they'll send shit to me, and then I'm like. My wife and daughter are am? Jewish. Like my wife and daughter, are, they're Jewish. Like not religiously, but like, eth- or is it ethnically?
0: Yeah, yeah I just yeah, found that I out so. like a couple years ago. I've been telling people that Judaism is not an ethnicity my entire life, and then I found out from twenty one and twenty three and me that I'm Eastern Oops. European Jewish.
2: Yeah, and I'm like, but they'll send me those memes, and then they'll pull like the big nose emoji, and I'm like. All right. Well, you can get fucked. Like my 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 wife and daughter are are Jewish. Like I don't. Yeah. Like I don't know what to expect from that from me. You know.
0: You know who was a huge disappointment to me? Hoplite armor. Oh God! I thought you were going to say me. Yeah. No. (laughs) Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) Dude, I remember when Hoplite armor came out in force. After those fucking cops in Florida shot up that UPS truck and killed the hostage and killed the fucking guy who stole it, and it, it, they were they were shooting up cars in the crossfire like in traffic, and cops were like thin blue line, and they were like no, we're gonna we're gonna hold our ground and and only sell to non law enforcement, and uh and they they were cool as fuck, and I bought their shirt that said zero boots licked. And then the dude hopped off the fucking deep end and it was like in the beginning of COVID or something, he was just like, I'm just going to let it all air out and tell the world what I think about Jews. And it's like, I'm not anti-Semitic, but the world (laughs) is run by like, you know, like a crazy big, sorry, I keep hitting un hitting my mute button or whatever, but he would like post these memes of like, just characters of Jews and Black people and Mexicans and like crazy shit, and then be like, "No, I'm not racist. I'm just, I'm just telling the truth."
2: Well, you should have just facts. He he went on a podcast um, when he was running, I think it was like governor, and he talked about yeah. how he wanted a state-run media as the only media outlet for news.
1: No, dude, and, not and gonna he,
2: he couldn't fathom. He was like, "No, but it would be honest," and I'm like. I, I was listening. I wasn't on, the, uh, on that podcast or that interview. but You they should were, have been. Well, it, it was um, uh, our producer. You had him on BR. Um, it was not his show. It was a show that he was a part of. I think he's still a part of it. And they were even like, well, can you see how this could be a problem in the wrong hands? And he's like, no, but it would be in my hands. And we're like.
1: <laughs> and I'm right. Hmm. I'm a great man. A strong man.
2: Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I'll talk to you guys after about my experience with him, but I don't want to. I don't want <laughs> to air so much dirty laundry. With don't want to. You, you don't want to
1: have your name associated with with this kind of uh, this kind of. Oh no!
0: Trash well, I'll just say for... a better way to a disagrees with Hoplite Armor. Yeah, <laughs> I'll
3: say
0: that too. I'm <laughs> yeah. super with bummed, no. super disappointed in that company. But
2: no, I I have no problem saying that either. No, no, I, I
0: just know, won't I know.
2: give the specifics as to as to why, okay. but that that's definitely a, co- a contribution. Cause he started and then go fuck recently.
0: Like he wanted to do like a, like a timeshare type thing where he was going to lease land out in like Minnesota to a, or a whatever state
2: cult, dude.
0: Yes. Fallout, to, to people like Fallout,
2: that game, far cry, far, far cry. Yes. Cult. Yes. Yeah.
0: Far cry. uh Five. Yeah. Five? Isn't,
1: it, isn't it wild people? When that game came out, people were like, this is not realistic. This is not the America that I know this is insensitive to to cultural conservatives okay you are making fun of religious people and then you know for the people that are actually fucking paying attention there's actual cults that are like almost exactly like that
0: you know it's almost like the writers of that
1: game based that cult off of an amalgamation of real cults that exist and have existed
0: yeah i don't care what religion you are if you think that like you have to have agents of your religion arming like like patrolling the streets of your neighborhood in in enforcing your religious laws through with drugs with yeah i forgot the drugs the mind-altering drugs uh that they were using to control people um but just you know with force in general um yeah sure you're you're wrong you're on the wrong side of history there but yeah and uh and critically, I, that's
1: very far from 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 the uh, from the the, the original. Per, well, I shouldn't say the original, but from from the from the, the the well-meaning purpose of religion in in the first place. Yeah, well, I think
2: I think this that brings up a good the point Christians. in general. Um, I think a lot of religious people are really great, incredibly nice people. Um, I was raised very religious. I know a ton of religious people who are super just friendly. I know a lot of people in the community who are religious who are just really friendly people. But there is a small group of people, and this is true for any group, where they just don't – the problem is they're the loudest and they have the most wildest beliefs so they get the most publicity. Yeah, for sure. And it really just taints every individual group. And it's like, well, oh, all religious people are like this. Or it's like, all people on the left are like this. All people on the right are like this. And it's just a really, yeah. it's, a, it's, I don't know.
0: Well, and it's not the case like that for any group of people. And that's, it's, it's a shame that we put certain groups of people in those boxes and we feel comfortable grouping people like that together. But, um, you know, we'll, like, I, I, I hear this all the time when people, you know, uh, liken conservatives to Nazis and they're, people are totally, okay with calling all conservatives nazis but like aren't comfortable calling all black people something or all or all yeah. you know Mexicans something or you know a group that they find favor with and well yeah, and if, yeah. If you, so,
1: so apples to apples uh talk about like a like a political affiliation right so but any group you know, it's like, of people, somebody, somebody on the left is like, you know, yeah. all people on the right are Better Nazis. Example. But then you're like, all people on the left are communists and they're like, yeah. no, I'm America. a Leninist, uh, you know, voluntarist voluntaristic um, you know, red book this that or the other thing, you know, whatever yeah. combination special delineation. It's like, okay, so maybe take that, you know, all of these little subgroups that you have, this all, you know, the subgenres and and understand that maybe across that curtain, you know, across the the center of this spectrum, there might be some stratification there, too.
0: Yeah, and, you know, and I I think of the personal, you know, I I think a lot of it has to come down to, like, personal experiences that people have. And for some people, they don't know conservatives who don't fit those criteria. Um, Most, you know, they they surround themselves with very left-wing circles and the conservatives they know are outspoken uh, Far right conservatives and I—I I don't know—I feel fortunate to be in an environment where I know people on both sides of the polit- political spectrum or all sides, however you want to look at it. I, I look at it as more of a circle than a than a line. But I—I um, I think back to to uh, a I good look friend it
1: as a four dimensional rhombus. <laughs>
0: I I think of like a, I used to work with a guy who was a born again Christian and um, super nice dude, really nice guy. Um, We'd have awesome conversations about religion. Like he would, he would just, you know, just from an inquisitive perspective, I'd ask him about the Bible and, you know, his beliefs and things like that. And he knew I was an atheist and we would, we got along fine. Um, He was not against gay marriage. He just said that the Bible was against it. And he was like, but I don't care if people get. Married, and you know, if gay people want to get married and, and do their own thing, it doesn't affect me. Um, and talking about like the spectrum of beliefs here, but uh, well, that's that we, right
1: there is an actual Christian.
0: Well, in in in, and this was the thing, like, you know, I, and I would ask him, like, you know, but you you still think I'm going to hell, right? And he'd be like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> um,
1: and well, so, but and this is this is the wildest thing, and I, I'm not a Christian anymore, this is not my belief, but. If you are a Christian, you know, there's there's the book, right, that you get the whole religion from, the Holy Bible. It's all right there. All Christians will tell you it's all right there. If you read it, one of the big lessons is that it is not for us as humans to judge each other. It is for God to judge. And so that, you know, whatever sins, uh, you know, your your neighbor is committing, you don't need to worry about it. You know, wherever they're going to end up, they're going to end up, and it's your job just to, to be nice and be helpful and try to build a better society for everybody here on Earth, and then you know worry about your own soul, right? And it's not until this uh, this uh, evangelistic uh, reinterpretation uh, cropped up that uh, that that people started really kind of uh, you know bringing religion in, in into their into their personal lives like that
0: yeah and to be fair this guy goes on mission trips um and and does things like that but would never it's it's so strange because he would never push it on me but he would be there to answer my questions he was like a like a conservative google you know like yeah didn't, didn't give me information unless i was asking him um but like gave me plenty of information when i did ask him and I was like this. I wish more people were like this, you know, more more religious people. Were, and I'm sure there are ton of tons of people who are religious who are like that, but they don't you just get never hear the, from them. Exactly, because they're not, that's why you know
1: running their mouths about it.
0: Yeah, and, and, and they don't get the, the spotlight. And, and I think that's the same thing with uh, the groups of conservatives, the groups of leftists, liberals. It's yeah, it's never yeah. the the majority that you're hearing from. It's always the vocal minority, and it's the same thing that we were talking about, you know, with uh, the, the people that speak up on your page and, and criticize you for doing this and that. And it's, it's never what the majority of the people are thinking. It's always just one person who decides to yell about it. Hey there, everybody. We hope you're enjoying the episode. If you do like what we're about and want to support us, our Patreon is a fantastic way to do so. It allows us to improve the podcast in many ways and helps fund our alcoholic coffee beverage stash to assist on those late-night recording sessions. Now you may be thinking, this podcast has me absolutely smitten and I would love nothing more than to throw money at you, but what's in it for me? Well, I'm glad you asked. When you become a patron, you automatically get access to an exclusive collection of clips from the podcast, not heard anywhere else. On top of that, we have a wide range of tiers available that will get you merch, discount codes, and even free gear delivered to you monthly. For any patrons currently listening to this, we are super thankful for your support and for keeping the dream alive that one day I will be able to meet Andrew and make sweet, sweet podcast magic with him in person. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash way to a in the episode notes for the podcast or on the link in our Instagram bio. All right, now, that's all for that. Back to the show.
2: And I mean, some criticism is, is valid, but I think the ones, you know... You always want to be as thorough as you can with people that you work with, especially when you have a platform. You don't want to give somebody a platform um, who is just so... I don't know know how to say it. Because I like to have conversations with people that I disagree with, and, and I always try and talk with people who I don't always line up with because I think that is important as well. But there is a certain point where I try to vet people and make sure... That inherently, I'm not giving somebody a platform
1: who is going to, you know... Say some really messed up stuff. Say some harmful stuff. Or, or like, sort of profligate their beliefs, right?
3: Mm,
2: it, see, because... And harmful can be subjective. Like, what sure, I sure. think is harmful, somebody yeah. else could think is not harmful. Or somebody else could... What I find not harmful, somebody else could find harmful. So, it... I try and find people who as a person I can respect, but the problem, the problem often arises, not even often, I don't want to say often, every so often there's a problem where I'll be talking with somebody. And like I said, there's, there's something where the off the wall posts where I had no idea. And I'm like, Holy shit. Like this is the opposite of the type of people that I want to communicate with. And then I just quietly disassociate. Um, yeah. But it's, it's difficult to do, especially on social media and especially when your job – I mean, you guys are experiencing it now as, like, podcasters. Your job is to talk with people and to have conversations. Yeah. Um, you can't always um, – you know, it, yeah. You can't always ensure that the entire background is going to hold up to proper scrutiny. And I don't think you can really be held liable to that. Um I don't think you guys should ever feel like, oh, like you share a meme from somebody, like you saw something funny, you're going to share a meme. You yeah. know, <laughs> there's no harm. I, I don't think. Well, and harm that's like
0: that. the, the grand scheme of things. I'm like, ah, it is what it is. You know, whatever. It's not, yeah. it's not, it, it timed out. Like it was up for 24 hours and then it went away. It's not something I deleted, but, but, and I think the large scale of audience sees something like that and they don't look any farther into it and they're not like, oh, is this guy a, uh, a crypto fascist? Um, or, or is, or is, or did he just share this because he thought it was funny? Um,
2: yeah, but then there's also good criticism and I'll bring up, um, that, that page or that thread on Reddit where they were kind of talking about us, um, in our, in our podcast. Some of it, I was like, oh, you know, that's pretty valid point. You know, we, we can say some offensive things sometimes. And I understand that. Like I see how that would upset somebody, um. So, like, I get it. Uh, I think some things are good to criticize, and you can evaluate how much you want to um, change based off of that. Maybe you don't care. Maybe you do care. Maybe it's something that you didn't realize you were doing, and you can make a a change in your behavior. But, um, you know, it's hard to find good criticism when there's a lot of criticism.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: And and I try and seek out the good criticism, and I try and be as honest with myself as I can because if you're not, you get an ego, you get an ego, and then everybody's criticism is wrong, and not everybody's criticism is wrong. There is a lot of just weird criticism, but there's good criticism out there too, and you just kind of got to find it and be honest with yourself with it, I find.
1: It it can be tough, especially these days when it's like, I feel like if somebody doesn't like something, they're more liable to be like, well, this is bullshit and these people are terrible than they are to be like, you know, here's the particular thing that I didn't like and why I didn't like it. And, and, you know, here's the analysis because, you know, that's, that's a little bit of work, right? Yeah, absolutely. To synthesize your opinion.
2: I mean, it's, it's easy to associate people. Like I get, I do it, I do it all the time. I I do it unintentionally. Like I have to actively think about it to not do it. Um, um, is you, an evolutionary
0: right? tactic it's something that we've gr- like we've evolved to do in order yeah, to protect sure. ourselves we make we make shortcuts in our minds about people and about certain types of people in order to protect ourselves so like stereotyping people and 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 like making shortcuts in our minds about people and groups of people is not it's it's inherent in our evolution so like doing it doesn't necessarily make you a bad person or like a like an ignorant person automatically. It's it's just something that you have to be aware of. Yeah, and for it,
2: sure. It's easy. I think that too. It's easy, so you don't think about it, um, and that's something amongst many things I try and improve upon myself. I try and I I try and think about it um, as opposed to just lumping you know and, and and associating people with something that they may not be associated with because I never appreciate it when it happens to me. Um, So I try and not do it to others. And I think uh, I do think that is one positive thing that I've noticed. um, If once again, I'm doing that exact same thing I'm talking about with like association. If I were to (laughs) if I were to say like a good positive thing that came that came out of like uh, the woke left, like in, in air quotes, I think it is actively making people think about how they talk about individuals and associate with individuals um i think that is a positive i i, I think there comes in yeah, an ex- yeah the, I agree. The, there comes a point where there's overcorrections on things um yeah for sure but i i do think that is you know as i'm associating you know everybody on the left is like the woke left um i'm i'm trying not to but like in in general like that that kind of mindset or 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 whatever you want to call it Um, I think that is a a net positive, Um, actively making people think about their decisions on other people as opposed to just, no, no, I'm, you know, that person's on the left, so I'm not going to talk to them. Or no, that person's on the right, I'm not going to talk to them. Um, I think they did a good job of actually making people think about it and have to make a conscious decision. And some people make the conscious decision to not talk to people. Like, that's okay, I guess. Like, I don't, I, I personally don't think it's the right way, but... If somebody makes a conscious decision, I am never going to talk with anybody on the right. I am never going to talk with anybody on the left. I don't agree with it, but at least they're making that conscious effort decision, um, which I think is important.
0: Yeah, for sure. And there's – I I was having a conversation with somebody at work about this the other day um, who, is, who is farther left-leaning than me, and, and they were explaining to me the concept of emotional labor and oh, how yeah. – yeah, and so this is like something that it it's a thing I think we're all familiar with but didn't know it had a name. And right. it's it's like exp- the emotional effort it takes to explain something to someone um just just in general. It could be it could be somebody who agrees with you, disagrees with you, just the emotional effort of explaining something that maybe you've explained multiple times before or something you just don't I mean think about like Having to explain how to forward an email to your aging mother uh, who has just bought their first smartphone. Um, And I'm definitely not speaking from experience here. Um, (laughs) So I was going to say it's highly specific. I love you, mom. Um, But like the, they thought like, oh God, I can't believe she doesn't know how to do this. Like that, that feeling that you have there is emotional labor and like having to, explain that takes effort and but for some people it is much more serious topics like for some people it's it's a matter of you know if if for a trans person it's it's a matter of them explaining why they believe they should exist in a certain way to somebody who may or may not agree with them um to you know to to someone to do that like again and again and yeah, again, yeah, or again, even just the again. first time like, you know, that first time's got to be just as hard. You know, the yeah, first time you sure. have to explain that to somebody who disagrees with you. Um, you know, speaking coming from a cis white guy, a uh, cis straight guy, you know what I mean? Um cis white straight. It's just yeah, all the, all those all that. Uh I am the general demographic of men in America. Um but not the percentage of men who are more likely to commit suicide because I'm below the age of 48. But anyway. For um, Anyway. Um there, there is, that,
1: that was what that, that, <laughs> that was a strange <laughs> thing to just drop in there.
0: I'm sorry, guys. Uh, anyways, no, moving I, I, on,
1: I, not gonna kill myself today.
0: <laughs> I had a really good therapy uh appointment today. So um if you're comfortable <laughs> saying great. Yeah, therapy is therapy great. is fucking great. It's if you're awesome. not in therapy, go to therapy. Uh even if you don't think you need it, just talking to somebody is awesome. Um yeah, I
2: agree. Big fan but, of therapy.
0: Yeah. Super great. Glad to hear you say that, man. I think more guys have to say that, but or should say that. But um that I, I forget how we got onto this topic.
1: Talking about uh, emotional labor. Uh talking about uh trans people trying to explain their existence to people.
0: Yeah, but Mitch, what um, were you talking about that that brought this on? Was it you? Um or Andrew? I
1: was
2: talking about making people think about and you Have to decisions. make decisions when um, associating people or not associating with people.
0: Oof. Okay. Well, usually, I'm really good about this, but I, I completely <laughs> lost yeah, my train of thought just here. Here's your story. <laughs> uh, well, so emotional labor is is essentially that for a lot of people, and like, oh yes, n- saying that you're not going to talk to a certain group of people. Ah, they. Um, and wow, of found it. Um, so. I, I try to put myself in the shoes of somebody who says something like that and and for somebody who's like really exacerbated all like all their options like when trying to explain things like that that are very sensitive subjects and and have gotten has gotten nowhere on the subject and and makes the choice I'm no longer talking about this with people who disagree with me Yeah, it's Um, not
1: like an offhand like "Mm, I don't feel like it. It's like this is exhausting. Fuck redheads.
0: I'm not talking to redheads, (laughs) (laughs) kind of thing. Like it's it's (laughs) I I I, for the record, Mitch, I agree with you. Like I think we should agree. We should talk to people who disagree with us. I think it's healthy. I think um, when you disagree with somebody, you should let them speak and not mute them because bad ideas filter themselves out. I and I know that's going to be a controversial topic uh a sub thing to say i think I know some
1: bad ideas filter themselves out y- yes I think that there are some that's mind kind viruses of like the, out here right now that uh uh are very difficult to, to yeah explain but, you way know that way
0: i've always thought like if you disagree with somebody let them speak because if if it is truly a bad idea people will recognize it as a bad idea and i think when you mute somebody it almost turns them into a martyr for their cause and it's like kind of why you know uh Mitch, I think you were talking about this on your military debrief episode. Um, uh, yeah, you were talking about January 6th, like how we got to this point. And I think, and this is a very deep, like, this is an in-depth thing to go into, but you, you have an entire group of people who feel like they have been silenced and feel like nobody's listening to them and feel like like they are they're ostracized from society. And they turn into like, that's how you start a cult. Like that's how you start a, a group of people willing to go to lengths that normal people would not go to because they feel uh, that they that they've been pushed to this point, and they also feel closer to those next to them who are who they have like a camaraderie with. Um, so I think like just letting people talk. I think if somebody was like, I don't know, it's hard to relate that to like Q shit
1: <laughs> no it's not but, no, I, I was actually just gonna say like Q culture is super fucking weird in that way
0: it is it um, is. but like how do you but, let somebody like that talk without being like you're super fucking crazy and, and making well, no. them go that way anyway
1: well but the, and that's what I was gonna say about like the the mind virus thing right like Q, Q is like a is like a fucking brainworm, you know where it's like people that 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 I otherwise viewed as like highly intelligent and critical people in the span yes. of like like f- like four or five years, have become just like insane crackpots about like very particular things, and it, it's it's like whoever it's like it's like this Q conspiracy is like custom tailored to just like latch on to, to, to this this uh, the, these specific parts of aging conservatives'
0: brains. Well, if you think about it, it it, it shares a lot of the characteristics of re- religious zealotry. In the sense that
1: the, the, the brainwashing.
0: Yeah. Well, in the sense that like, there's an answer for everything also, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. They're going to come out with evidence on this date. And if they don't, it's because, uh, it was, it was, um, it was, it was, it was, it was, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, what is the word smothered or whatever? Like, uh. Like, no, so like, oh, censored. they got to, they got to him. Yeah, it was censored. That's why the information didn't come out. And, and no, now the information's going to come out on this date. I work with a guy, and I know there's a couple of people that I work with who listen to this. But, um, so I won't mention names, but um, I work with a guy but who's you know an who you are. insanely intelligent person, really good at his job, like so good at his job. And then you talk politics with him, and it's like, <sighs> What? <laughs> this, this guy he told me with a straight face that the Taliban taking over Afghanistan was to distract us from the Georgia election results. That's a stretch. But wholeheartedly believed it. And this was like after January, like after the uh, election had been ratified and everything. But it was the Georgia, the specific Georgia election results uh, it was, we're being, um, is it the word I'm looking for, ratified, uh, or or validated, verified? Um, it's been
1: it's been a little while since the civics class, so I don't know.
0: I know, I know, but it was it was going on around the same time as the the Taliban takeover, and and his theory, his belief was that it was being done intentionally to distract us from the Georgia election,
1: which like what were the result. I don't understand. Like, what was I, so bad? I don't know. About the I want to know how the to,
0: the GOP got the, the Taliban to to work for them. Like, that's that's what I want to know. Like, how how did that's that's the long con, really? Like, yeah. <laughs> so it you talking about like really intelligent people like just completely blowing you away with the beliefs that they have, and, and that's just what I'm getting at there. But that's all I have to say about that.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, I I guess I was just saying that, like, I believe free speech is good. I believe you should hear out people who don't agree with you. Um, But I think that I think maybe Mitch was touching on this, but maybe he he meant something else. But um, I think that you do need to be careful about who you give a platform to, because I I think that there are dangerous ideas. um, And it's not anybody's job to silence them. But I think you as an individual... Uh you know, I think every individual needs to critically think and and wonder if maybe like you know if maybe having a cute conspiracy guy on my show to say these things you know maybe if that's kind of a bad idea because it might awaken these these you know weird fucking tendencies in some you know poor grandfather. Who's living alone, but you know, his kids don't visit him anymore, and he's got an internet yeah. connection, and he's going well, to ruin somebody's fair, life. I don't know.
0: I don't mean like letting them speak; meaning inviting them onto your platform to talk. No, for sure. I, I for just sure. mean don't act, by not actively censoring them. Sure, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I, yeah, I no, I would not I have somebody like that on here to to, think, to talk about I, that stuff.
1: And I think, uh, and Mitch, I want I want to know what you think about this because um, I, I think we agree. But I don't think that there is any central organization that should be deciding, like, what is and is not appropriate for public consumption. But I think that every individual needs to be, like, making these decisions constantly about, like, you know, wh- what do I want to support? What do I want to be associated with? You know, and it's one thing to have a conversation with somebody, but then it's another thing to be like, this person has my support.
2: Yeah, well, the, the let me think. The person that comes to mind with that, and I want to clarify before I even say their name I don't agree with, like, I've never found something that they've said that I agreed with, but I disagreed with their removal from pretty much everything. Um, Alex Jones. I knew it. Says off yeah, the wash. Yeah. Head, I don't agree with a lot of the shit that he says. I've never found something where I've been like, hey, you all know what? Alex Jones has a good point. Like, I've never found myself doing that with all the clips that go around of him talking. But I remember seeing him get completely removed from every single outlet of social media and media, and thinking about how wrong that was. Now, there also comes a point where if somebody isn't spreading. See, there, See, this is where it gets tricky, and it's hard, to, it's hard for me to explain because I don't know the right answer, but I, I tend to trust my gut a little bit. And my gut tells me there's a difference between a call to action and just talking fucking crazy. I think Alex Jones yeah. talked fucking crazy, and as a result of him talking crazy, maybe some people were actively trying to take action. And I think of Eminem in like the early 2000s when he had a whole (laughs) lawsuit with like his high school bully because he named him by name in a song. And like some people were like some of Eminem's fans were going to go like beat the shit out of this guy and were like threatening this guy. And they were trying to hold Eminem liable for that. And I'm like, I don't know if that's something that you can hold him liable for. Sure. Yeah. But like, it, it see it gets murky and i don't know what the right answer is and well com- you know
1: and 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 legally liable and civilly liable are two different things right so like yeah. no crime was committed but perhaps you could make the case in a in a civil lawsuit that he owes he owes that guy some money
2: and you know i don't even know i don't even know if i would agree with that it's i don't know like i am not saying i disagree with it i'm saying i i don't know yeah, yeah, I, don't, I get
1: i get where you're coming from
2: like I'm comfortable saying I don't know what the right answer is, but I yeah. don't – i I'm also comfortable with saying I don't think it should be up to any organization to determine whether or not this person can speak. Um, right. And, and I think that was your original point, and I agree with that. Yeah. I, but I do see a point where let's say somebody is saying, hey, let's go kill all of the – um, right-wing extremists, or hey, let's go kill all the left, left-wing, left-leaning um, extremists or antifa. Like, or let's or all
1: get in our pickup trucks with shotguns and shoot antifa today. Let's go down Except, here and yes. just, yeah. just blast, blast protesters.
2: Now stuff like that, but it it turns into a murky area where who is determining what's okay and what isn't, and I I don't think it should be any or even
1: like what's
0: like a legitimate fucking you yeah. know what I
1: mean like what's What's, like, a real thing, because well, like a real have, credible threat?
0: Then you have, like, private companies like Twitter and Facebook who are going through efforts to overwhelmingly censor conservative views, um, which, like, I'm not a conservative, but I, I 100% agree that, like, conservative views do not get the same traction on Twitter that, that left-leaning views do. Um, and that, you know... It's ironic because the same people who say, like, it's a private company, they should be allowed to do what they want, are the same ones complaining that the private company is censoring their views. But, like, you know, talking about a central um, person or company that decides these things, I, I think. Well,
3: also
1: consider, and, and, you know, no no sympathy for, for cultural conservatives, um, but also consider that this crackdown that you see on, like, Facebook and Twitter started after the government was like you know hey if you guys don't decide on your own as private companies to do crackdowns there might be some legislation screwing with your operations in the future
0: was that a thing yeah
1: i was that was when you know they had fucking zuckerberg come testify before congress about you know why they shouldn't put him up against the wall or something and it's just like um you know okay
0: one because he's a robot
1: yeah He's, He's a, like a fucking really reptiloid a robot. Dude. Really weird, He's weird dude. dude. He's a weird dude. <laughs> but but, Smoking but think these about meats. like so like you know I I believe in in private companies being able to 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 curate their own content. You know if you've got your own you know if you're a private company and you you have a social media platform, whatever is and isn't allowed on it's your business. But it gets a little bit weird when you're doing things at the behest of the government, not because there's an actual law that you can like sue them over, but because they've like threatened you with possible consequences in the future and you're trying to avoid it just as a, as a matter of, you know, uh, mitigating your risk.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And- then you start going down like a, uh, like a weird, like Gestapo route where, you know, like the, the threat of force is, is the same as the force. Um, not that, you know the Gestapo did plenty force uh, <laughs> <laughs> on on top of the threat of force, but um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. And and you know, Mitch, I'm with you. Like, I don't know where the right answer is. To be honest, like, I I don't. I think if you could go back in time and stop Hitler from getting on stage and saying things that weren't an outright call for violence there'd be nobody that would say no 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 he should have had the right to speak um but well, at the same that time like,
2: though you yes know, we, that's what i we mean we know but what he did
0: who at the time knew he was going to do the things that he did and that's like how do you how do you protect people without going full minority report on people and and start you know censoring people before they do bad things um i don't i don't know where the right answer is with that
2: yeah, I, I struggle with it because I, I like to try and be universal with how I believe in things. But this is a topic where I find it difficult because on one hand, I have direct control over who comes on my podcast or our podcast, mine and Nathan's podcast. I have direct control over that. And I won't have certain people on for certain reasons. Um, and I will have certain people on for certain reasons as well. And it creates this moral dilemma for me where I'm like, well should I have this person on? Like, why am I, and, and I have to question myself. I'm like, why am I actively not letting this person on the show? And do I have the right to do it? And then it's like, well, yeah, it's my show. I have the right to do whatever I want. Um, but when you try and apply that to, you know, a much larger, you know, companies where like Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, do they have the right to do that? And I think it, 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 and it gets murky because I don't want to say I have the right to do it, but they don't. I don't want to say that they don't have the right, but I do. It's weird. And I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know how to go about it without being morally consistent. And yeah. I try and be morally consistent. Um, it, it's something I would have to actively sit down and think about. And I don't know. I could spend, I I could see myself spending hours sitting down actively working through this moral problem And I don't think I would come to a solution and I, I, I'm comfortable with admitting, I just don't know. I I, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I know, I know when I see something I can, in my gut, I try and trust that, Hey, this is right, or this is wrong. But I also know that that's my gut and that's not everybody else's and nobody should be beholden to what I believe is right or what, you know, so it's weird. It's a really weird moral problem that I haven't really thought about before.
0: I, uh, I forget who said the quote, um, but I remember, and I don't agree with this a hundred percent, but I remember reading this thing where they said, you know, with my family, I'm a communist with my friends. I'm a socialist with my town. Uh, I, it was like, I'm, I'm a liberal with my state. I'm, uh, a libertarian and with my country, I'm a conservative. And meaning like as the population grows the span of control should narrow um like you you are you're not as a you're not able to make a decision for as wide of a group of people um as you grow the amount of people that you are making that decision for and also the Like in the sense that like you want to help your friends, you want to help your family first and then your friends and then, and then, you know, your town and then your your home and your state and things like that. And I think about it kind of in the sense of this, like I, and I, and I think the reason Mark Zuckerberg was, was, was on the stand there was the debate that even though he owns a private company, does, does his, does his company have a certain responsibility to the public because of its size? And right, right. Yeah. You know, it's it's tough. I think I don't I don't know what the metric to determine this is, but I almost feel like there has to be a span of control Um, that as your influence grows, you almost you almost have less power to control what people say and what people don't. And and I don't know how to implement that without creating some weird like that's the problem. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um,
2: like who determines what?
0: And- like your podcast, you can be like, "No, nah, fuck, you're not. You're not coming on here." But like, if if your podcast was listened to by you know six and a half billion people, then you wouldn't have that decision. You wouldn't well, so be able to make that decision. Or, kind of or, thing.
1: Or, or more critically, like you know, if he had like six billion contributors.
0: Yes. Yes. Hmm.
2: It's really. Like I said, I, I have a personal thing, and I don't think it's better than, you know, it, it's better than anybody else. It's just how I operate. I try to be morally consistent when applying my beliefs. And the problem with doing that is that you run into things like this where it's like I can't be morally consistent. You know, like I can't be um, without contradicting myself. So it it's one of those things where I see I see many different arguments for many different things and I can agree with bits and pieces but it comes down to like I I don't know if I can remain morally consistent which is very important to me and support any of these I don't know. It's a tough question. Which I I told you to ask tough questions, and I appreciate you doing it. It's one that I, I I'm gonna have to actively sit down and think about, and maybe I'll have an answer. But I'm gonna be honest with you right now. I don't think I will come up with a good one.
0: That's if yeah. That's that's good. Okay. Uh, will we that's have good. a part three? Um. So that was <laughs> Nassim Nicholas Taleb. By the way, I just looked it up. It's I am at the federal level libertarian at the state level level Republican. At my local level Democrat and at the family and friends level, a socialist. Um, but I also, th- yeah, I, I'm I don't even know what the context of that quote was, but uh, <laughs> he, he, he could be who advocate. needs context. Yeah, nobody needs context.
1: Extract what meaning you can. Contact exactly.
0: Program. Nuance means nothing.
1: Nothing. All right. Hey, let's lighten it up. Let's do another
0: viewer question. Cool. Uh, do Is you that wonder- going to lighten
1: it up? Is it? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: well, we we got a. Uh, let me see. Andrew, do you have one? No, you have all the viewer questions. Damn it!
3: Ask hard <laughs> ones. Let me Ask just, hard
0: ones if there are well, any.
1: I think I think I saw. That's the thing. On. People were way out.
0: nicer this time. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> were they were nicer before? I think, yeah, I think they well, like, I
0: think they like you better than
1: Nate do they (laughs) no
2: I us not know Nathan I I love Nathan
0: I'm really excited Uh, so we did like a bartering thing Um, I sent him two abwax and he was like I'll give you a free design uh, instead of me paying for it and I was like fantastic because I will definitely have an idea at some point and I I sent him one not too long ago and I'm so fucking excited for it because it's like this is the problem though the things I am the most excited for bomb (laughs) like, <laughs> they never do well they never like they never uh, they never take off the way that I think they will but uh, um, let me see it, but I'm but I'm excited for this because it's uh, without giving too much of it away I think it's going to ignite some of the nostalgia of uh, people who who follow the page and um, maybe just i don't know do the right and things. nostalgia
1: is, nostalgia is like the 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 theme of of the of this like era you know yeah i also everything like is, going back everything and forth, feels terrible and we all just want to go back to when you know when i we can't quite remember all the bad stuff but all the good stuff is still fresh in our mind yeah well
2: I, no <laughs> I, see i wasn't able to be there for your episode with nathan and um our producer, what were some of, what were some of the mean questions? I, those are the ones that I wanted.
1: Oh, the, the, I think the one of the one of the it wasn't necessarily mean
2: was about.
3: But no. It
1: wasn't mean. It was like, um, uh, well, one of them was phrased kind of mean. It's like, uh, why yeah. why are they fat shaming douchebags? Was one of them. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. And, uh,
1: that's a you cool, know, cool. Nate, Nate was like, you know, look, I don't want to make anybody feel like they can't exist how they are. You know, it's just we're trying to like you know, in our way, motivate people to, to be more fit. And we've gotten a lot of positive feedback from people that are trying to get more fit. so we're, you know, we're just doing it the way that we're doing it. Yeah.
2: I mean, he's, he's not right. wrong. I trust whatever they said. Um, you know, I haven't heard it, but I'm sure it represents what we actually believe. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's a cool thing about it. We don't all agree on everything. Um, yeah, I mean, we i i and and i want to acknowledge too i don't know if he did i want to acknowledge too i understand that our approach to it isn't going to work for everybody and it's going to make people feel really bad about themselves and but i but you also I, sorry.
0: sorry no 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 i was i was going to say you've also had like this this like net result of people coming to you and being like thank you so much for saying what you did it it like it it got me off my ass to do these things and it's really hard. Yeah, no, I think you're you're right. Like some people, it's going to. Upset. It's going to
2: negatively affect them,
0: and I yeah. understand that. And I never want anything.
2: I if I'm being completely honest, I know I say a lot of off the wall shit sometimes, but if I'm being honest, I never ever want anything I say to negatively affect anybody in a way that doesn't eventually lead to a positive for them. And I know that might sound like I'm on my high horse where everything that I say should lead to net positive, and I believe that it does because I don't. I, I understand that when I say things, um, um, it can it can be very hurtful, and I understand that it could, you know, lead to negatives. It could make them feel really bad about themselves and not lead to a positive at all. I recognize that that is a very real possibility that I'm sure has happened before, and, you know, I do feel... Awful about it because that's not my intent, um, but it is—it is true that there have been a significant amount of people that have been like, yeah, you know, that motivated me. Hearing hearing somebody who I listen to regularly, who I you know um, talk to, because uh, we try and interact with people, say that I was a piece of shit because of my weight, motivated me to not be this way and recognize that it's unhealthy, and i i do enjoy that but i also i've never taken the time to publicly recognize that i do see the harm that it can cause and does cause um and it's not my intent but i also don't think i don't think i'm gonna stop that and i'm comfortable with that um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't think i'm gonna stop it i think I, that, that was a very
0: honest answer and yeah. and i will give you that i think that is a i think honesty is better than like some of you know we get so much of this like uh performative bullshit that we see from like politicians and stuff i think people are not i mean not that I'm, you know you guys are you guys are are big but you know not you know, George W. Bush making a podcast yeah. or anything like that but uh, <laughs> um, watch right. me paint this picture but um, I that's I think that's a really honest answer and honestly like the way Nathan in, in BR said it I I, like you said we don't have to agree 100% but like mm-hmm. I respect yeah, your so answer sure. and, stuff, um, like I, and stuff like I, I'm a really body positive person um,
1: you know but even I you know, and I said this on the on the episode with Nate. Even I sometimes will get in hot water with people that are like more extreme about it than me. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. it's 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 just one of those things where why it's like, because you work out. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah. it's like okay, so so you know, I'm, I'm body positive, but like also, you know, it it is a fact that all other things being equal, you know, if you are heavier, you are putting more strain on your body you know um and it, you know it's it's definitely possible to have like a healthy heart, healthy kidneys, healthy liver, healthy everything and be super fat but there's going to come a time where you know all of that extra wear and tear adds up you know yeah or or maybe not maybe there's like some specific genetics and that's just that's just you right but like yeah. you know but then but but then you say that and then some people are like you know that's Like you're killing me by saying that. You're ruining you know
2: Yeah. It's like uh, some people just have the minority there
0: that we were talking about before.
2: Yeah. Well and you know, I also think it depends on your audience.
1: I would never like you wouldn't you wouldn't go onto um, like a like an anorexia support exactly. podcast and be like you're all fat pieces of shit.
3: Yes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, right? Like <laughs> that's
2: almost exactly what I was I was gonna say, except I was thinking of like the equivalent of that for overweight people. Yeah. Um, oh yeah,
1: yeah. That's probably better. About... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's probably I, better. I would never
2: <laughs> maliciously go in with the pure intent of hurting people. Um, right. Right. Because I yeah I don't I don't know. I think it's easy. It's easy to do that. But like you said, it's not just overweight, it's being underweight. Um, and and I find there are some people, not all, not there's not a lot, but there are some people who are like, "Oh, so you you know, I can't go to the gym 10 times." I'm like, "You don't have to. I don't." Like I I'm not saying you have to be an Olympic class athlete sprinter eating keto or whatever doing whatever i like i don't think that's just all. it's
1: just a good idea I to take to, to move your body try and, and yeah, test yeah, yourself move your body
2: be okay yeah. be healthy be fit and for that
1: that in and of itself is pretty body positive i think you know well, but
0: e- even you know to your point there there will be people who will say well i'm i'm disabled and i can't move my body and so you're shaming me for saying that but mm. i think it's unreasonable and this is to again like, to
1: like to 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 qualify every single time. You're like, yeah, yes, oh, you should exactly. go to the gym, you know. Except for people who can't use unless their this, legs. Except for people this, with spinal problems. And it's yeah. like,
0: yeah, you know, like how hey, you uh, paraplegic,
2: oh, like you're a piece of shit. Like I would never say that. <laughs> yeah, right. So like all, all, sympathy,
1: <laughs> all sympathy, to people who are disabled and and, and can't manage it. Right. Um, you know, I I, you, I I would assume that you guys are not talking about them. No. But you know there are people that that you know if they don't get the specific and and again I I, I really shouldn't even like phrase it like this because I really don't want to punch down on people but you know I some people just um, they they kind of assume the uh, the worst about people.
2: No, and I understand that. Yeah, and for sure. I don't blame anyone. Like anytime I see a criticism where like they hate fat people and think they don't exist, I'm like I see where you would come to that conclusion. I really do. I don't think you guys should like you guys. I don't think fat people shouldn't exist. That's not like no, you I, can say
1: you guys, I'm a fat guy. I don't
2: I don't mean you guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you mean you people?
2: You people. No, like it's not that, but I see where people would come to that conclusion the way that we speak, wholeheartedly recognize that. Um and it has nothing to do with rights or existing at all. You're yeah, but and,
1: you know, and and here's the thing too, is that um that's y'all y'all are one podcast and if people don't like that content you know, they can tune out for those episodes or just you know find another podcast you know that, uh, well, that's, is, that's a controversial thing to say you're too. giving
2: me an excuse because i don't label every show like hey we make fun of fat people in this episode you know you don't like, have that's a trigger true. warning that's at true. the beginning yeah. of everything don't
0: don't give me excuses well but also um, like <laughs> if you have so i've listened to a bunch of your episodes now and like you know you use the word retarded a lot And it's funny because Nathan was like, I, he was like, I was really trying not to say that word on your podcast, uh, when when we were on and I was like, (laughs) I, I appreciate that. And he's like, BR was messaging me and being like, man, you're really being good right now. Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) He started, he came right off the bat. I don't even remember what it was, but he made some joke about Asian people, but he misspoke and it came out real bad. And he was like, please edit Mm -hmm. that out. Yeah.
0: Please edit that. Out. <laughs> I He's gotta like, look at that. First I'm of not all, sure.
1: I'm Asian. I don't have anything against Asian people. Please, yeah. like, please do not. This is gonna look really bad for everybody.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, like, so what I was saying is, so I have a sister who has a learning disability. Okay. And, but I, but I understand the context in which you're saying the, that word. And would I ever say that to somebody with a learning disability? No, absolutely not. Oh God, I would feel but so it, bad. But I don't think you would either, and that's no. that's where like you know you wouldn't go to
1: right. a group of okay, people but, but
0: who were overweight a, and, and say you're all fat pieces of shit, you know, for for this kind of thing. And right, and there's a, there's a, a
1: gradient it, here, though, right? Like, yes, yes, yes.
0: But I also you know, like expect so, it so there now. are some like,
1: there are definitely some words that I think that all three of us would not say even in private in safe company.
0: Like what, Andrew? Yeah, say it. I don't want to say it.
1: <laughs> oh, that's it's what one I'm talking word? about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Yeah, but, no, no, no. no but, I, I, but, I see. Right. Right. So, so there, there are certain things that are sensitive regardless of the audience. There are certain things that are sensitive in context. Um, and then there are certain things that, you know, you shouldn't say, uh, that we just go ahead and say anyways. And, and well, yeah, the retarded is definitely one of those for me where, you know, I don't like to say, I don't it. use it. I don't like to use it casually. But I was in high school and so I learned that word and and how to use it the wrong way. And so now every now and then it slips out, and like, you know, oops, like I, I you know, that sucks and I'll apologize when people are offended um, and I'm, you know, it's something I'm working on, but, you know, I'm not going to be like, you know, I'm a garbage person because sometimes I say, I say the, the, the R word, you know? Well, yeah.
2: Y- yeah. And I would be ignorant to be like no this would never offend anybody because i know right does. like i I, i'm not i'm not gonna sit up here and lie to you and be like no i don't think i think everybody understands what i'm because i i know that that's not true um and you know in my professional life i don't i don't use those words and phrases and there's a time in a well there's probably not a time and a place for some of the things that we say but we say it anyway and uh like I said, I don't think that's necessarily going to change. Um, but you know, I think like you said, there you would never go up to like um you know, somebody with a learning disability like, hey, you're a retard. Like that's that's an awful thing to say. I don't think anybody would <laughs> yeah. I don't think we would ever We can do all that.
0: agree on that. But yeah, the number one time. thing that
1: I want you guys to take away from this is is to just not just don't do that. Yeah. You probably
2: just shouldn't use the words anyway. Um, I do. And, I'm, I mean, I, uh, I, I'm, I am willing to accept the criticism and feedback that comes of that. Um, but that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, Everybody makes yeah.
0: their own decisions, um, and, in, in what they deem appropriate and it's all subjective at the end of the day anyway.
2: And there was, and there's times where I've been checked where I really had to consider like how I speak. Um, I had a friend growing up, really good friend of mine. Um, he ended up becoming a pastor weirdly. Um, I don't know how that happened. He was the last person I'd ever expect. But anyway, um, his father passed away. He was hit by a train when he was a little kid. And I used to, yeah, it was really sad. Um, and when we were like 16 or 17, I went, you know how you go through like this weird phase of like telling jokes or like saying something and it's like your lines or whatever. I yeah. had this one where I was like, oh, I wish I had a dad or like, I wish I had a mom. Like anybody, like, oh, oh my mom said this. And it's like, oh, I wish I had a mom. And people would be like, ha ha, laugh. I accidentally did it to him, except with oh, a dad.
0: Oh, no. And, uh. and the moment it came out, I'm like
2: and he knew you had a dad
0: oh, yeah no. and i'm like josh oh.
2: i'm like josh i am so incredibly sorry and and there's oh, moments boy. like that where like i know and i recognize i'm like like as i say these things and they get a laugh like in the back of my head i'm like hey one of these times it's not going to be funny you really shouldn't these <laughs> <crazy> things.
1: <laughs> yeah but um i do want anyway, to
2: I have to, I have to live with those moments and I look back and I cringe at myself and I know like, Hey, you should make a change. So you don't ever feel like this again, or make more importantly, make somebody else feel like this again. And then I'm, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's a character flaw. I I don't even want to give myself (laughs) that excuse. I don't want to give myself that excuse. Cause it's not, if you actively think about things and put effort towards things, you can change. Yeah. I don't want to give myself that excuse and I'm not going to be like, uh, you know, like it's hard. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm gonna just no, but it is
0: like it's it's it it does take effort sometimes, you know. When I I remember when I was in high school, it was normal and and wrong, but normal people use the word gay in a derogatory term, like you're oh, like oh yeah. it's so gay, yeah. you know. And one of my best friends was gay, and. I just coincidentally never said this around her for some reason. Maybe it was maybe it was intentional or not. It's
1: like in the back of your head. Yeah. But one day it
0: slipped out and I was like, Oh, that's fucking gay. And she was like, hmm. And I was like, Excuse me. Fuck. I'm sorry. Like, that really sounds like that's this is uncomfortable now. And from that moment (laughs) I really
1: I really goofed this one, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And from that moment and this was, you know, this was in high school and I'm sure I'm gonna get cancelled now for it, but you know, whatever it's it's nuance and learning and all that fun stuff growth through struggles but um i made a coherent effort to replace the word with lame because i was like that's really what i'm trying to say i'm not trying to say it's gay like you know i'm i'm trying to say like this is lame you know but that's just how people use the term and it's and it was wrong it's fucked up you know like yeah. to 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 associate the two words together and and i did that and like still to this day like I, I never used to use the word lame, but it kind of sounded the same and it, and it worked as well. So I still say that I'd be like, oh that's fucking lame, you know? And I, and I yeah. don't say that anymore because it made me really uncomfortable to say that in front of my gay friend. And yeah,
1: yeah. That is
2: really strange because I, I did something like that too, where I made a conscious effort to not say anything that was, um, you know, like offensive towards, towards that specific community because I, I used to a lot. Um, and it wasn't ever with malice and intent towards that. It was just, I don't know. I, I don't know why. Um, but it's weird, and I don't know why. Um, maybe that's a topic I'm going to talk. You you guys are giving me a lot of homework, whether you realize it or not, because <laughs> I like to evaluate these things about myself. I don't know why I did that with certain words and not for others. I don't know.
0: Dude, me a lot of Andrew homework. and I have been like messaging in, in our chat, being like, this episode's fucking lit. Like, this episode's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're we're yeah. talking about all this yeah, stuff right now. So. Sometimes
1: we'll have notes like, bro, you've got to shorten that question or you need to, like, you need it's to It's usually this me. Up.
0: Like, especially with the last Seaburn art, like, I was trying to be really nice in the way that I phrased some of these questions. Like, Don't be it there, was like, bro. Translating from people, just, just don't be nice to us. We well, need to hear it. I was trying. And well, Andrew was like, and, "Shut and the also, fuck up! Just read the question."
1: <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, dude, Jordan. They know you're not like mad at them. Like, just that, like <laughs> you, you get like spicy questions. Just toss them in there because it's fun for everybody. Like, yeah. you don't need to. You don't need to be like, "Hey, I'm sorry. Yeah, my viewer. He said something kind of." Oh, it's, it's that
0: rejection little, you know, uh, that avoidance. Yeah, rejection sensitive <laughs> yeah. dysphoria,
1: man.
3: Oh, I,
2: I I can't. Be for um, Nathan or BR in terms of how they like these questions, but I love them. I really do. They, oh, yeah.
0: I, I think it was cool. We just caught we caught Nathan like as he was trying to leave. He was like trying to leave for 15 minutes and we were like, oh by the way, can you answer these questions? <laughs> God damn it. No.
2: No. But any, any of them you got I'm happy to and I like I like the ones that really make me think. And so far you've given me two where I just I have I'm gonna have homework for myself to think about
0: well, that's, that's cool. That's
2: flattering, and I must uh, say. I
0: always appreciate those. We will. Um, yeah, no. Well, I don't have any more questions, to be honest. I asked it kind of late because normally I'll do a couple days in advance, and I'll get like a bunch of questions. And I asked like I think like twelve hours before. Mm-hmm. No, the, no, uh, uh,
1: not a not a valuation of 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 no uh, no none Alan of you. It's just my my, my
0: own shitty planning and. Yeah, uh, we're, just, we're struggling. Yeah, that's you know. I I I, I, <laughs> I keep thinking like. Path. Yeah, struggle bus or struggle city population one. That's that's usually what I say, but that's what I say. Was Feel there any to...
2: feedback? I am curious.
0: Um, like, not questions, well, but more well, just like
1: comments. Actually, that that episode didn't come out.
0: No, it hasn't come out yet. Oh. It will come out, but it's not like it's not like we're not it's airing next, it. It's, it's the just, next one up. It's one oh. of the one of the qualms with coming out with an episode every two weeks instead of one week because we very rarely do we have like a a like a backfill. Um, well actually, no, for a while we did, and then we, we did just recently this month, for sure, yeah we have like we have like two this week, two next week that we're doing um, and I'm excited for all of them, like they're gonna be really cool, but um, talking about people uh who we who we disagree with, not that I disagree with the person in general, but um we're we're really we have a mutual friend that we're gonna have on who. Is in a profession that we both. Uh, like
1: a dirty profession. A dirty
0: Ooh. profession. Is it a porn? No, no, she's <laughs> a cop. She's a cop. Oh, just a cop? She's a pro- um,
1: probation officer.
0: She's not a cop. She is. She's Wait, a probation bleep that
1: officer. I don't, think, I don't know. What? I can't remember if we're allowed to, to say oh. what she is. Oh, to say whatever. what
0: she is? Yeah. Oh, I can't okay, remember. We'll bleep it out. Maybe it's fine. She's, Maybe it's she's fine. really cool. Um, And and I think. So she got dragged well, in our comments once. Oh, my because God. Because she, so I'm, she I'm gave.
1: I'm an ACAP guy. I fucking hate the institution of policing. Um Well, saying you like, hate
0: the institution of policing is is like yeah, I fucking hate it.
1: Yeah. But like, you know, then then it's like, you know, this this nice uh, probation officer shows up and is like, I also have some problems with the way that policing is and think it could be improved somewhat. And then it's just like a whole bunch of replies, like "Shut up, you fascist fucking, fucking pig!" and "Kill yourself."
3: It's <laughs> <Yeah>. like... <laughs> like,
1: oh my and, gosh. And sl- hold on, like brutal. slow down,
0: <laughs> brutal. Yeah, and that's maybe that's... maybe,
1: maybe yeah. you know just. Uh,
0: you know, so I am in a weird position now where like I you know I share all these memes and I I feel a certain way about cops, um, and the indefinitely the institution of policing, and I've somebody very close to me recently became a cop mm.
3: and somebody that i've known for my no, almost kidding.
0: my whole life and it was something that I, dude i tried for years to get him to become a firefighter i was like come on like Did- come to the there's no wrong answer here like just be a fire like just do it mitch um you,
1: you were you were uh you were cbrn dad first right yeah so you so you i I remember you telling people not to join the military for a long time
0: yeah <laughs> like, you still do it though like that
1: I was that know. was like uh half of the stories that you posted was like, you know, hey, got another question about uh you know from a from a guy should I join the military uh the answer's no, don't do it
2: well there's a lot of one of the things that I try and do i try and have like a net positive for folks and there's a lot of young kids young angry men specifically um and i was one of them so i relate to them a lot who are very hungry for violence and adventure um and i don't i don't necessarily know why i mean you could look at the propaganda that's put out about war and glory and and and, you know what that's the culture
0: man just be a pirate
2: (laughs) well that's not fun um But there is this, there is a lot of young, angry men, and I was one of them. I'm I'm very glad that I grew out of that phase, and I'm quite literally opposite now. Very, I'm a a hippie who likes firearms. I'm a pacifist. I think most violence, 99.9% of the time, is just unjust. Um, But when I talk to these people, I sympathize because they try and come up with every excuse that isn't, the truth and they're not being honest with themselves where it's like oh well I want to travel the world I want to see this well what job are you looking at be I want part to be of an something
0: bigger than myself
2: yeah and then I'm like well what job do you want to do they're like infantryman and I'm like okay you specifically want to be an infantryman when there's a million other jobs in the military which I'm not recommending that you do but let's look at why you want to be an infantryman why do you want to be an infantryman they're like well I want to go you know protect people and I'm like who are you protecting like in, in this last war who are we protecting We're protecting the United States people. I'm like, from who? Like from what? The, the random Afghans over there that live in a farm who don't even know about nine 11. Like, who are we protecting, um, from? Um, so I try to get people to think about it. And my latest thing, I, I have to credit Pat Watson, um, uncensored tactical. I have to credit him with a lot of the way that I try and structure my questions and how I speak to people. I think he's an incredible talker. Um, I I always find myself going back to his show, and even if it's a topic I don't relate to or have really any interest in, just the way that he speaks and communicates is very effective, and I wish that I could be as talented as he is in that sense. But one of the things that I took from him was just asking, okay, well, if you want to join, whether you're left, right, center, up, or down, do you trust the current administration or the previous administration to make decisions for you and your family better than you can yourself? If the answer is yes, then join. If the answer is no, then why would you join? And I don't think anybody is comfortable with allowing somebody else to make decisions for them and their family that determine where they live, where they go, what they they eat when they eat it. I think they want to have control over their life. And they don't realize how much control you lose when you join the military. They they have a broad idea. They have a glorified idea of what being in the military is like, but they don't know or want to recognize the nuances um, and the negatives. So that that's my latest thing with them. I just – I don't want to implement my bias into people's decisions, but I want them to have – that honest assessment of themselves, of if they trust others to make decisions for them or not. Um, and, you know, I, I think uh, one of the more tragic things that happened two days ago, um, a long time follower who we've been talking to who asked me about joining the military, Um, He reached out because I did this uh, I'm on a campaign I'm doing a little marketing campaign for behavior health and now that I'm out I can ask questions about it I can talk about it without potentially getting in trouble and ruining my career. Um, He reached out when I was doing that. Um, And he and I had talked about joining the military before and he ended up joining and he ended up seeing one of his really good friends kill himself in the military after being in for like a year. I don't know the reasons why but he saw it happen and now he's like fucked up from it understandably and um he's going through a hard time with it and he just messaged me while I was talking about that he's like man like he's like I I should have listened to what you said as opposed to just reading it and it broke my heart because I know if I was giving myself the advice that I'm giving to people now and if I was asking the questions to 17 year old me that I'm asking people now, I would have ignored it too. And I, cause I'm stubborn. And I think a lot of people that join the military, especially infantry, they're very hard, hard headed people. I think you have to be for that job. Um, and I, I, hate seeing things like that. It really, cause I, it's avoidable. Um, so I try to, I try to persuade people in a way without implementing my bias into not putting themselves in a potential situation that is just a very toxic work environment um you know there's good i i, I won't sit here and be like everything in the military is bad um i wouldn't be genuine but it is a very in terms of net goods and net bads it's hard to find a lot of net good and it's easy to find a lot in that bad and uh I try and help people be honest with themselves for when they join to avoid a lot of those net bads, if that makes sense
1: it makes a lot of sense I'm really sorry that uh, that, that that happened to that guy that uh... it's it's sad he's a young kid um
2: and like I said I, I that is a large majority of those people it's young angry men who want to see violence who think they want to. I don't think they, anybody truly wants to, they have a glorified image of violence in their head and they want to be a part of that.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, that's, that's something that we're fed. You know, I, I, I too was a young man once. Uh, and, um, you know, b- before I went to, to college for game design, like a fucking moron, uh, you know, I was like, <laughs> "Hey, maybe I should go into the military because that's honorable and good." Um, you know, thank God I didn't do that. Yeah, it's thank God I got out of shape and depressed and played video games and, <laughs> and didn't do that. Um, but like, you know, uh, I I think that uh, I think that we do have a culture. There's like a machine, right? You know, maybe it's not conspiratorial. It's not like uh, there's some some you know, monolithic or, you know, organization, you know, pulling the strings on this, but as a society, we definitely do glorify violence and control, uh, and the military and police are a big part of that. And so, you know, you, you get these people that, uh, it's like you said, it's like what they, it's they they think that that's what they want. And then it, it turns out very different and it, uh, it chews people up. It, it changes people. I think
0: about, sorry, Mitch. you can go.
2: No. There
0: you go. I was just gonna say I, I think about my own experience, you know, I was that kid and I wanted to go infantry in the Marines and uh I was in retrospect lucky enough I got a concussion a month before I was supposed to leave out of the delayed entry program, right out of high school. You know, the the commercials of the marine climbing the mountain and slaying the dragon caught me. And, uh, I, I got a concussion. I wasn't able to meet my original, um, date to go to boot camp, and I lost my spot. And when I ended up getting another spot, I, I had to go into the reserves because I, uh, that was all that was left. I actually had to, there were no spots left in my state and I had to go to New York in order to get in. Um, cause I was in a really weird spot and I was like, I just need to get in to like get away from all this stuff. Um, And like, in retrospect, getting stuck going into the reserves, which I didn't even know existed at the time, instead of active duty infantry, uh, was like a huge blessing for me because knowing my personality at the time, like in, in, in retrospect, again, you know, like looking from the outside in, um, and seeing like the overall miserable time that I had in six years in the, the Marine reserves, um, Like I did my shit and, and, you know, but I wasn't a stellar Marine. I wasn't, I wasn't like, I was middle of the pack fitness, middle of the pack, like, uh, you know, effort because I got to the point where I was like, why am I doing this? Like, this is miserable. like, I, I just, I was like a C, a C student essentially, um, but in the military and if like for anybody who's been in the military, if you're not an A student, an A soldier, an A Marine, you're a shit bag and like there's no middle ground um and it was like if i had to do that full-time active duty uh i i don't know how much more miserable i could have gotten like you know my 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 wife would say like you know a week before my drill weekends and it was literally just a weekend a month i would i would be a different (laughs) person dude it was literally a weekend a month like and, and i think about this now like i think about how i let people who are younger than me yell at me and like say shit and like treat me like a fucking garbage human being. Like, even though I wasn't, I was a good dude, you know? Uh, like, and I just let people walk all over me because they were a higher rank than me and stuff like this, like this arbitrary bullshit that we let people control over us. You know, like I I think like, man, like how did you let yourself do that? But like you are, I was completely demoralized, like completely. I, I, when I got out, I fucking cried. I was, I was driving away from my, my drill station and I fucking cried because I was like, I don't ever have to be here again. And I made friends. I, I was friends with people. I'm still friends with people that I was, that I was with. But like, I think about that stuff, like how I remember being like a year and a half in and my unit got disbanded and I had to go to another unit. Um, cause the, they were, they were shrinking the, the numbers um, and I was like happy with my original unit. And then I got to my second unit and I was like, holy fuck, I'm a year and a half in and this is miserable. I have four and a half years left. And remember thinking that like, just if, if that was active duty, like I, I don't know what I would have done with myself. And I like, you know, you, you have these ship bags who go UA, like they, they just stop showing up and you're like, wow, what a fucking ship shitbag. And then you're like, I could totally see why they would do that like nobody here respects them. Yeah. Nobody here treats them like humans. <laughs> like why they just, they just woke up a little earlier than I did. Like it's, but the the trade off is, is, you know, now they've got an other than honorable discharge on their, uh, on their record and that follows them, which sucks. But, um, so there's that, you know, I don't have that, but, uh, I, I really feel like, and I, and I try to do the same thing that you do with, by not injecting my bias into, into my belief, when people ask me should I join the military, and I don't think I do as good of a job as you do, or as you seem to do. Um, well, yeah, because that guy did end up
1: uh, joining the police. So,
0: <laughs> well, I try. I really tried with yeah, him. Yeah, you goofed that one. I I tried with him. I I literally cannot say how I-, I cannot say that I love my job enough. Um. He was just, you know, it's. I was- I will say it's th- those who can't become firemen become cops. <laughs> <laughs> the, the tests are just I don't know if the tests are easier If they just, if they just accept more people But he, he was applying to police uh, Fire departments, fire departments, fire departments And then he applied to one police department And he got it And I was like dude don't even apply Why would you even apply like, <laughs> And, and uh, But you know So this is like the other side of things though He is a great dude I fucking love him like He is such an empathetic person and I was worried about him becoming a cop because I was like, it's going to ruin him. Um, and I'm, I'm yeah. really worried that it's going to, like, change him as a person. And I, and I actually spoke with somebody who knew him um, as a cop, not as my friend and was like, wow. Like, and so I met this guy at a barbershop and it just turned out that this dude was, knew my friend. And was like, yeah, he's, like, the best cop I've ever met. I've never seen him lose his cool. I've never seen him raise his voice. Like, he's so calm. He's so, like, he he talks to people like they're humans. And I was like, wow, holy shit. Like, you know, it gives me hope. Like, that, you know, the whole fixing the system from within kind of thing. And uh, that's where, you know, like, you and I were saying before, you know, where ACAB is, is in the sense of, like, the institution of its in in and of itself is is fucked. But like it's it's hard for me. Like when I have a barbecue and this dude comes over, yeah. for me to be like, fuck you, you piece of shit. Like well, you know, like,
1: I, I think I I think that you do like when you sign up to become a cop, when you sign up to become a soldier. I think that you are willingly accepting that you know you you're, you're going to you're going into a system that is uh, sometimes very brutal and unjust uh, and perpetrates some, some pretty gnarly violence, you know, at home and abroad. Um, And if you're going into it, poor people. Yeah. When you're, when you're going into it with the idea that you're going to change it from the inside, I think that you have to acknowledge that you are going to perpetuate some of that bad stuff before you're able to affect any change. And that's what I mean when I say ACAB, that like, you know, at the at a very minimum, you know, even a really good cop who's a really good person, you know, who, who could be my friend, you know, has willingly or or should have at least realized and willingly made this decision that, you know, yeah, I'm going to be a part of this system.
2: Well, I agree on, on most of that. Uh, I think... 90, I I don't even want to put a number. I think a majority of people that join the military and law enforcement are good people with good intentions. But they believe in a system that isn't good oriented. No matter how good it's portrayed. Um, I think, I think of when I wanted to join and sure I was a young, hungry, hungry for violence young man, I also believed in my heart of hearts that It was just, they were good, that we were doing the right thing. Um, A majority of my family is law enforcement, and I believe that they, when they initially um, became cops or became um, probation officers or parole officers or any number of people in my family that are doing anything in law enforcement, when they initially join, it is to help people and to do good. And what ends up happening is... You learn really quickly. You have to play the game to get promoted. And then when you get promoted, you can make change. The problem is, and what I had to realize, when I got promoted in the, in the, in the, in the Army and I became an NCO, I was like, okay, this is it. This is when I can start making change. And I realized really quick that, like, shit never stops rolling downhill no matter how high you get Um, you know you could be E5 E6 E7 E8 and there is always somebody higher than you with more power and authority telling you to do something that is wrong or that you disagree with maybe not wrong but maybe that you disagree with that you didn't join to do and you're like fuck well if I just keep playing the game I'll get to that point where I'm the one giving orders and And I do think that there comes a point where, like you said, you have done so much that you disagreed with as to why you originally joined for whatever reason. Maybe you're 15 years in and you finally realize, hey, like maybe me arresting people for having some marijuana and ruining their life over that wasn't a good thing. Maybe that's when you realize it. And then you're like, well, I can't just leave because think of what happens if a 15 year cop leaves five years from retirement Well, now what happens with their family and their kids? So they have to keep justifying it to themselves and they have to lie. And you don't have to feel sympathy for them. But I think you have to understand the situation as well. Where it's like, if they leave that job and quit, like, what are they going to go do? the last 15 years they've been law enforcement, their family is depending on them. If they don't do it, their kids don't eat. They don't go to school. Their kids can't do something like that is enough motivation for somebody to feel trapped. And the sinister part about the military is it's, it's designed for you to become dependent on it. It's designed to take away your opportunity to grow outside of it and to be successful outside of it. So you have to stay. And it, you know, and there are some people who joined because they were bullied as a kid in high school and now they want to be an MP and just harass everybody who harassed them and get back at them. Like, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that definitely exists. And there's definitely awful cops. Um, but I do think, like you said, the institution is more the problem than the individual. But there are some fucked up individuals as well who definitely take advantage of their position to do some heinous shit. Um, and it's sad, but but I I am a little more optimistic. I think where I think everybody, not everybody, a majority of people that join these professions join with good intentions and wholeheartedly believing in it.
1: And I I could probably I I could believe that. Um, I I, I hear I hear what you're saying, and and that that sounds truthy to me. Yeah, I mean,
0: that's how I feel with my friend. Like it's one of those things that gives you a perspective that you didn't have originally. Or I'm like, you know what. I don't, I don't think he's the only, like, I know him personally and I know he's a good guy and I know he treats people fairly and I don't think he could be the only person like that, but it just sucks. Like we're talking about, it sucks. It's like, you know, a couple bad apples spoils the bunch.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, you know, and I've, I've met like a, I've met like a bunch of good cops always though in the context of like you know like at like a training class you know like they're paying their own money they're on their own time they're trying to better their own skills of course the cops that you meet in that context are probably going to be a little bit above the the you know the yeah. fucking rank and file kind of average <clears throat> but i mean it's like you said it's like okay you know there's there's probably some good people out there um you know so so if if you were to approach like fixing the system i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't
0: think you can legislate anything to be better no and that's where like yeah i don't you know i i understand the sentiment bet- behind defunding police and things like that but i don't think it's possible for any any system to legislate culture and i i think especially if you're going to do something like take Funds away from a, a a system that already feels a certain way about certain people, um, and I'm not saying that like in a way of race or or anything, but like if 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 the whole reason the thin blue line exists is because these people feel targeted, they they think that they're walking the thin blue line, and and if you say okay, well now this group of people is going to take away your resources, how do you think that's going to make them feel? It's not going to make them respect you more, no. and. I I think that fixing something from the inside while idealistic is still a more effective way than trying to cut things off from the outside, uh, if that makes sense. I don't know if you can fix it. That's the other thing. Yeah, and that's another thing also. I if, mean... If it's even possible.
2: You can make... I think what ends up happening is that people want to make change beyond their sphere of influence, which is a good intention, but it's not a realistic one. Like I can sit here and say, when I was an NCO, um, when I was a brand new E5, my intent was I wanted to change the entire army. And I focused more on changing the entire army which is not something that I would have been successful in, and it's not something I was successful in, as opposed to influencing the people directly around me, which was more realistic and is more sensible. And it took me like a year or two as an NCO to realize that I work for my soldiers and not for the people above me, and I have direct influence over people around me who will one day have 15 soldiers of their own directly influence under them. So how do I potentially start a web of change? I can't change the army, but I can make positive change for individuals who happen to be in the military. And that became my intent where I was doing my job as good as I could while working for my soldiers. I never... I don't want to say never. There came a point where I wasn't working for the army anymore. I was working for my soldiers in my head and I was trying to do as good as I could by them. But I recognize now and then that I can't make the change that I want whole wholeheart- like as a whole. And I think that perspective and that understanding, if if maybe more people had, you know, had that, intent to change those in their sphere of influence, as opposed to the intent to change the entire organization outside of their influence. I think you might slowly like years and years see real change. Yeah. I just don't know if that's realistic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, especially when as an institution, um, you know, uh, police departments aren't recruiting people. They are actively not recruiting people that want to make those changes that you're talking about. They are on purpose trying to maintain the culture that supports the institution.
0: Well, you think of the type of person who's in charge of that kind of stuff. It's, it's a, it's usually like a legacy employee, like it's somebody who's employers. been on the job for 30 years. Good it's old not somebody club. who, yeah, exactly. And, and it's the same thing with the fire department. You know, it's different. And, with the and Mitch, Department, you but probably met career soldiers, you
1: know, like uh, lifelong fucking. Yeah.
0: You or know. The motto is
2: like, drink the yeah. Kool-Aid, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Drink the Kool-Aid, just accept
0: it and go along with it. You don't have any opinions
2: the army does.
0: The way I see it is that, you know, we look at how this where this country was 50 years ago. And I would say, objectively, we are better now than we were 50 years ago and like no matter the metric i it, it, maybe in certain areas but but i think overwhelmingly we are better now than when we were 50 years ago if we look at policing 50 years ago i would say we are better now than we were 50 years ago
1: yeah and there's definitely like a nostalgia for your like neighborhood uh like beat cop right but you know, I, I think that maybe if people met cops from the nineteen fifties, they wouldn't be so fucking nostalgic about it.
0: No. And that's what I'm saying. Like it's we have shitty fucking problems now. But we had we had they were mauling black people in yep. the sixties on purpose. Just for that reason. That's so, so wild. And people would argue that they're still doing that, some people, but I would say overwhelmingly that I, in is. In some the places
1: case. they are, I'm sure. Yes. You know. Yes.
0: Absolutely. There are there are still racist cops. But like if you think about it, like the legacy cops, you still have people it takes a while for that kind of mentality to to bleed out. And I think like Mitch was saying, if you have people with that kind of mentality that, that you had, Mitch, where you are focused on working for your people and working for your sphere of influence instead of fixing the entire organization overnight then slowly that will in a pay it forward type sense uh ripple out and we will see the changes that we want to see in the same way that we've seen the gradual uh improvement over the last 50 years 100 years Um, and it's, it might not be something that we are, that we can perceive because of how slowly it's happening. But I, but I, I'm also optimistic in the sense that I do think that it is getting better. Um, it just might not be as fast as we all want it to get better. But I do think, I do think things are getting better and, and, you know, I'm not a doomer for everything. It's just, you know. Climate change, maybe, but yep. you know, it is what it is. You can only do I, one do, thing I do sometimes
1: think it's appropriate, though, to uh, dissolve entire police departments. I'll just throw, out, throw that out there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like on a micro level, for sure. Well, didn't somebody just do that?
1: Yeah. I, uh, I don't know exactly where, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like in that.
0: Georgia or something like that.
1: I it happened um, years ago here in uh, Falfurious uh, in Texas.
0: That's a That's fucking some cool some name.
1: Falfurious? Yeah. They make yeah. great butter there. Butter, butter, what? butter, Falfurious butter! B- wow, yeah.
2: Well, now it's I'm gonna good. have to get really some. Good. This podcast shitty cops, sponsored though. by
1: falfurious butter
2: and Shitty Cops. Where was? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were, I don't remember exactly when this was. I was in college, but I remember uh, I I was driving. Th- this was long enough ago that I was listening to the radio. Uh, so I was driving through that area. Um, you know, it's 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 sort of to the south. West, as you approach El Paso uh, on I-10, and, um, you know, I heard something on the news about it on the on the radio, and, uh, you know, then I looked it up later, and it was like, some FBI sting uh, had figured out that uh, every single fucking cop in this uh, police department was, like, running drugs or something. Jeez. Uh, and they were like, yeah, actually, you know what? Uh, even the way, so, so they, well, okay, so they had proof that a few cops were involved but suspicions uh, on every other cop. So what they did is they arrested and charged the ones they had proof of and the city just uh, fired everybody else. No, oh, I mean and it's like it's like at some point at some point it wrecked. on a on a on a municipal level, plenty of places have decided, "Hey, it's better to have no cops than the cops we have." And you know, they still have, you know, state and and county police officers that will respond to emergencies, but you know. Yeah, I mean and that's 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 the way I think it is sometimes and that's that's the way I think it you know, you, you look at like um fucking uh God, what was the uh Minneapolis, sorry. Forgot the name of the city. Uh with the famous protest. It's like Minneapolis Police Department. Um it's just such a long history of fuck ups, you know. Uh I, I think that uh you know, before the whole fucking city got burned down, I think they might have headed things off by just firing the whole fucking department.
0: Like sometimes it's better to throw the baby out with the bath.
1: Yeah, you know they did that in Jersey about... too. Yeah, what was that what about New Jersey?
0: No, they did that in a town in Jersey. They they had a local and then a county sheriff's office, and the local uh, I'm I'm forgetting what the what the town was, but they they completely disbanded the local police department, and they they put the town under the purview of the county and they found that because there was less policing, obviously there was less crime because, you know, less police, but right, they, were, right. they were finding that there were less... Um, I don't know how to say this without just making it sound like because they had less cops, they had less interactions with cops, but, which is obviously true, but... People they, people were fine with the level of policing that It was better. It was better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But... Well,
2: there's so many... Beyond cops, there's so many laws that they enforce that are just dumb. But I don't want to. I don't want to get into specific laws. But I I look at I look at the the political, like the political theater that's happening with uh, the WNBA player in Russia over weed, and I'm like, how many people do we have here that are locked yeah. up still the dumbest for shit? weed?
3: <laughs> like, the fucking like,
1: president of the United States and, and for what it's worth Free Brittany Griner Absolutely Like you know I think she should not be arrested I think that the fact that she was arrested Is a political stunt by Russia 100%,
2: 100% um, Russia's doing this yeah. They could easily let this slide They don't give a shit Yeah, yeah.
1: But, yeah. but the fucking audacity Of uh, Joe Biden To get up there and be like this is ridiculous And she needs to come home yeah, While well, so sense. many people are languishing
0: in American jails for less than what
1: she was arrested for, yeah,
0: fucking get fucked. yeah, and for like you know, uh, never mind. I was gonna make a WNBA joke.
2: Well,
0: that, <laughs> say, the best thing about this has been the
2: memes, like the trade offer memes, because like you know, professional players get traded, and the memes of like uh, we trade the Merchant of Death in return, we get somebody, and they put up like her like worst season stats. <laughs> <laughs> they, they make me laugh but like i am on the side like she shouldn't be in prison over weed um,
1: 10 years nonetheless yes. i was like uh, yeah, I, I shared a uh, i shared an article that was like the best wnba players in prison in russia or like the wnba's greatest player and somebody pointed out they're like hey um you know she's actually garbage because they're all garbage <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Not the point <laughs> it's not Immaterial. what you're saying, guys <laughs> true Fun fact that WNBA
0: has never been uh solvent since its inception, but that is a talking point for another if
2: you want to talk point. about sports." I could talk about sports, but I know we are approaching two and a half hours.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, we're, 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 we're like, uh, man, we were uh, like, we were like, man, we uh and this isn't to knock
0: women's sports just, at all. It's just, it's just the the, the the way that the WNBA is run, and you know, we, I have opinions about that, but um, we'll do a WNBA episode. Yeah, we'll bring Mitch back for the uh, the sports expert.
1: I have that's, I have tons
2: of thoughts on women's sports. And some are good. Some are good. <laughs> They're just letting
0: you know some are some, good. Some,
1: some are these. Not uh, all of
0: them are bad. Not all
1: of them are bad. <laughs> I promise. He's over here, the wheels turning, going back to, you know, talking about, like, you know, oh, should, should I say this? Well, this gonna... I, hey,
2: I have a daughter now, and I guarantee you she's going to be a fucking stud at soccer if she wants. <laughs> Same. Dude, she my wants.
0: wife was a fucking killer softball player and, like, and volleyball. Oh, yeah, and we talked about that before. Yeah, I was
1: absolute garbage at every sport that I ever attended. Same.
0: I literally joined track and field just so I can get a hoodie with my name on it. Hell yeah. And I, was, uh, and I tried Javelin home. and I was fucking garbage. Oh, I was God, like, I,
1: there's no way I'd be able to hunt
0: my own food. <laughs> uh, I'd have never to like, even, offer up my food." They never even bussy. let me uh, pitch. Have somebody else. <laughs> All right, that's going to get bleeped out. What'd you say? <laughs> I said I'd have to offer up my pussy. <laughs> To bussy. <coughs> yeah, the bussy. Is Somebody the else hunt for me. Is that how you say it? Bussy. I say yeah, bussy. bussy. I say bussy, but bussy, Busy, Busy. bussy,
2: Yeah. Let's yeah, call anyway. the whole thing off.
0: Can we end on that note? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> end in on the bussy. End on the bussy.
1: Anyway, uh, I, I always for... like I always end on the bussy. Bussy
0: but I can't even figure out how to unmute my goddamn microphone anymore. <laughs> I need.
1: <laughs> All right. So on that, thanks note, for uh... joining us on the
0: uh, <laughs> latest episode of the better way to a podcast. We are your hosts, Jordan and Andrew and our guest, Mitch. Thank you so much for coming and being part of this. This was a fantastic time and uh, I'm sure we can keep talking for longer. Um, it is one eleven in the morning here where I am. Um, I'm out of coffee, whiskey, drink, so I think it's time to...
1: I never got myself a drink.
0: No, you didn't, you fucking wonderful human being.
1: <laughs> no, I appreciate right, you, you got guys uh,
2: having me on. Thank you so yeah, much.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Before yeah. you go, do you have a, oh, life, yeah. a life pro tip, a little quality of life tip that on any subject that you just feel like you know that people might not know that they need to know?
2: I wish I was smart enough to know things that other people don't. Um, but if I had any advice, it would be: think before you speak, and consider what others have to say, and be okay with disagreeing with people.
0: That's about mic drop. It. I like it. I like it That's a lot. So beautiful. It's so wholesome. <laughs> It's usually a wholesome piece of advice that we get. Yeah,
1: when you, I find that when you ask people, you just give them that open ended question, you never get something like, you know, truly awful. Like, it's always, there's always. Truly some, awful. <laughs> there's always something like, like something pretty like nice that about would it. leaves us aghast.
2: Be a good parent if you have kids. Be present yes. with your kids. Oh, That's please, nice. for the love of God. Be present with your kids.
0: Dude, I can't wait until my daughter can hug me. I hug her and I feel like I'm oh, I feel like shit. I'm saying it's so um, nice I'm, I feel like I'm hugging like a an elderly person who's like leaving this plane of existence well, low, she's low, just low, not low toler- she's tolerating it <laughs> she's just like
1: like you know <laughs> well,
0: leave me alone like I need to poop my pants man, <laughs> that wasn't that an ages joke I'm sorry was just a like toddler, toddler joke
2: something so else pure. man
1: so pure yeah, yeah. I mean, she's... Like, for whatever reason my son um you know, when I when I ask him for a kiss, he'll kiss me on the mouth because uh, that's just how he <laughs> like learned to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's how but we're doing so it. it's so cute, it's so, it's from, so beautiful. Yeah. Because it's he'll, him. He'll he'll, he'll he'll you know he'll just yeah. like he'll like close his eyes and just. God, it's, it's just... adorable. It's adorable oh coming God. from him. I love this
0: kid. If it I is, kissed you yes. on the lips, it's not as adorable. It's Only, just as a unless unless you're kissing me goodnight. Yeah, always kiss the homies goodnight. Always. And with that, Mitch, good night. Good night.